0: Welcome to another episode of HP Critical, a podcast where our and I talk all things gaming. I'm Jerelle, joined by Brandon, Gabe, Hello, and Kelly. I, I should just like. You guys
1: so it's fun. it's funny because on my screen I'm you're pointing the wrong way.
0: Yeah, it's okay because my recording's going up, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah so uh, you're he's right. I'm pointing the right way for me, um, so speaking yeah. of the right way, that's actually a really bad bad segue, I, I have I have nothing for that. How are you guys?
2: <laughs> uh, that makes no sense, uh, I'm good. <laughs> how are you, Terrell?
0: I think we all know how I am based on that shitty segue <laughs> I just did. Oh man, oh man, oh man. <laughs> It's
3: it's been a very good week. I, I definitely played some some games this week, so I will definitely talk about those. Um, so as far as as far as the uh, stream this week's what HP Critical doesn't hold up was Street Fighter Two Turbo Hyper Fighting, a very specific version of Street Fighter Two, and Mega Man X. Those are fine. Mega Man X is hard. I don't know if any of you ever played Mega Man X. It's it's a difficult game. It's hard. It's tough, but I like it a lot. Street Fighter Two. What can you say? Street Fighter Two. It's a really good game, but I'm not great at fighting games, so there you go. Bowser's Fury is really good. Like, uh, myself, Jarrell, Gabe, and Christy finished our 3D World playthrough not too long ago. And um, now I finally got to try Bowser's Fury now that that's done. I really like it a lot. It's like a nice little short, bite-sized adventure. Like, it's based on 3D World's gameplay, but it has elements of Odyssey. It's really good. Like, I finished the... I wrote credits in three hours. I'm going to be doing one more stream until I get the 100%. But, yeah, it's a nice, short, little adventure. We started Ace Attorney, and... I must be a freaking psychic because right as Ace Attorney, we started Ace Attorney playthrough, great Ace Attorney got announced. We'll talk about that later when we get to it on the news. But I feel, I feel really good about that. I finished the second route in Three Houses. Blue Lions is now finished. I'm going to take a break for a few months and then do Black Eagles. And that should be a lot of fun. Uh, been doing fit, you know, working up. My nephew has been here for a few days. So we finally started The World Ends With You. We're doing a co-op, which is a really fun way to play that game. It's, it's, the only it's way to great. Play it, if you're playing on TV, it's the only way to play that game. Co-op.
0: <laughs> I won't go into that because we don't have time. Never mind.
3: Yeah, yeah, Read yeah, my that's... co-op
0: review on The World Ends With You to see how much I feel yeah. about that game.
3: How on he on feels about it, yes. .com.
0: That I played yep. through with my ex. So, yeah, there's <laughs> that. So um, <to> how my... am <laughs> I... Oh,
3: uh, one last thing before before you go into. Uh, I've also been playing 10 Ten2. Hear more about that in our uh, JRPG Club, which is going to be recorded this Sunday. It'll be going out in two days. Another little plug. And uh, the last thing before I give it to you is I've been reading Iwata asks. It's been a pretty good read so far. I'm I'm reading the first chapter. Just uh just really just a really nice read before bed. And that's me. Go ahead, Drew.
0: I'm not going. I'm going straight into news.
3: Cool. <laughs> hey Gabe, how you doing, Gabe?
0: No, oh well, you me. know, I'm I'm doing all right. Thanks for asking. Oh yeah. Oh, it's good to hear. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Well, as long
2: as everybody was done let's move on.
0: Yeah you guys <laughs> see, Brandon took the opportunity, you guys didn't. Oh well. Wow. So first thing that I wanna talk about is uh GameStop CEO is getting hundred and seventy nine million dollars. For quitting his job. So, um, George, Sherman, mm-hmm, George Sherman, who is leaving his post this summer, will be getting $179 million just for quitting. This is over at Kotaku.com by Luke Plunkett. And apparently they were creating a package for him for him quitting. And the reason that this happened is because... Well, so the article goes on to say that um, what should have been a fairly sensible... Uh, by executive standards and obscene by every other metric compensation package has now gone into the stratosphere because, um, due to, uh, you know, the, 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 the stock situation, now that GameStop is worth much more, now that he's quitting at this moment, what should have been something, uh, sensible has now become something ridiculous. Uh, so yeah, he's quitting and getting $179 million. Have any of you ever quit a job? And if so, what did you get aside from nothing?
2: I've quit plenty of jobs, and I've never gotten anything except escorted off the property.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> uh, not
2: I mean, that's it. pretty much all you get. Or uh, like... I got
1: an exasperated sigh over the phone.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Twice, actually. Twice. Twice. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: That's great. Um, any thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, yes. I feel like I chose the wrong career path again. I'm like, shoot, let me be a businessman yeah. and just CEO of a company for a couple of years and then run quit. it into the ground and then quit. <laughs> get get paid. I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> That's
2: so
0: great. Oh, man. That's so great. That
2: just like makes me depressed. Like, I don't even. What's the point of going to work every day? I don't get it. I'm never going to have $179 million. Right? So, My entire family is never going to have $179 Girl, million. Girl, you are.
0: Look at mine. Past,
2: present, or future. <laughs> <laughs>
0: God, uh, so the other day in our Slack chat, Dylan said I, he said like, "Good morning, guys. Have a great time working your ass off for the man while they collect millions of dollars and you get yeah. paid minimum wage." And I was like, "Oh my God, that's my life right now. Like, I want to call out so bad. Why did he do this to me?" And ever since he said that, I have to debate whether it's worth going to work. But you know, I've got a website to run that costs money, so it's
1: never worth going to work.
0: <laughs> nah, nah, I gotta, I gotta go there for A3 critical sake. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Sony PlayStation Plus Video Pass is a test service that is launching in Poland only today. It gives PS Plus users access to over 20 movies and TV shows from Sony Pictures, plus more content uh every three months. There's no word on whether this test will uh reach other markets. Um, how are we feeling about that?
3: I kind of don't care. Because I really hope this
1: wasn't the counterpunch they were talking about I for Game Pass. Is. Oh, this is, yeah, I yeah. not. Used to PS Now. This has this nothing yeah. to do with games,
0: hope so not. I have doubt. Yeah. That.
3: I mean, okay. So, I will say that a few years ago when... I forgot what it was called. When Sony launched their um, PlayStation TV service where you could, like, subscribe to certain channels.
4: It I think up.
3: if... It, it did, but I did think it was a good idea, or at least I did at the time, because I like You know what? I like the idea if if you if you were someone that absolutely really do care does care about like getting TV channels or whatnot the idea of like you know paying for only the channels you actually would watch was a cool idea so I'm sorry to hear that that failed but I don't think that, that having a movie streaming service is going to be like any better because that's we're already flooded with these streaming services as is and I feel like if someone owns like a PlayStation system they already own, um, there's a lot of built-in apps there and then the more you can download like HBO Max, Disney Plus, uh, Netflix, Hulu. Uh, there's so many and now Paramount Plus so or whatever. There's just so many streaming services out there on your console already. I don't think having a PlayStation mo- service for specifically Sony movies is adding anything to the equation, especially since we recently got the news. Like if you care mostly about like the Spider-Man films, oh, they recently, yeah, they recently. Nice segue. Yeah, cool. So no, never...
0: said you ruined my segue, but also nice segue. Go ahead. Okay.
3: Yeah, yeah the Spider-Man movies are like, Joel's going to say it anyway. They're like Spider-Man movies are going to be going to Disney Plus in like a deal that's got like a multi-year deal or something like that. It's supposed to have the uh, original Tobey Maguire films, the Andrew Garfield ones, the, uh, home, the current series with uh, Tom Holland. And I think so, I heard Spider-Verse, too. Oh, yeah, and then Venom and Morbius. Basically, anything in their self-contained Spider-Man universe is coming to uh, Disney+. <laughs> so, I'm going to say this right now. That's probably the Sony movies that people were looking for the most. And if those are coming to Disney+, and that's even less incentive to do this. I don't know how many exclusives are going to make people, Oh, I need to get this Sony deal, even though I already have HBO Max, and Disney+, and Netflix, and Hulu, or even two of those. If you have at least two of those, then it might be much, but that's all I'm saying. It's a it's another streaming service in a sea of streaming services for a, yeah. for a, for a platform where people already have a lot of them.
0: So, um, just to tie into what you said, uh, Disney and Sony have signed a multi-year deal that will bring Spider-Man and other Marvel properties to Disney Plus. Once Sony movie titles expire on Netflix and Hulu, etc. I'm sorry, Netflix. They'll be released on Disney Plus and Hulu. Including all the ones that you mentioned. Yeah. Um, yeah, so does this change anything for you guys, Kelly and Gabe, before I give my thoughts on it?
1: So you got Sony Plus, or whatever the hell it's called?
0: That's basically what they were saying it is, like
3: the PlayStation uh, TV service, or movie service, rather. Um, no, so no.
0: PlayStation, it's uh, a PlayStation Plus Video Pass. Uh, uh-huh. Sony has That's- the PlayStation Plus video, pla- video Pass giving you access to movies and TV shows along with what you already have. So it's not like they're charging you any more money for access to movies. Like if you're already signed up, it looks like you'll continue to just get extra content.
2: This means nothing
0: to me.
3: Yeah, I have yeah, no even, idea. Even, even even with that new information, I really don't think it changes much.
0: Um. Well, I I was I'm I'm totally wrong because you have to get the the video pass. So when I heard oh, this, well, there it is. When I heard this, uh, the, you know, I thought what an interesting way for Sony to make money on streaming without actually joining the streaming service. So, you know, it's like, I thought it was really smart, you know, I, I, like, I don't know about the PlayStation Video Pass. Like, I don't know how many people are actually going to, you know, dive into that. But I think it's really smart to be able to sell your properties um, to, like, a big-ass company like Disney Plus and make money without having to essentially really join the streaming race. Like, they're just going to be cashing in on all their movies everywhere at this point. And I think that's so smart of them. I was like, wow, I would totally find a way to make money off my properties and continue to make money off of them without having to host my own streaming service, without having to deal with all the backend stuff that comes with that, and that's what they're doing, and I thought that was fucking brilliant, but I see I'm the only, the only one here who feels that way, so, <laughs> um, continuing to speak on Sony, the PS5 generation, this PS5 generation will have more exclusive games than any other, according to Sony boss Jim Ryan. Now, this is over from IGN.com by Matt Perslow. The CEO, Jim Ryan, has said that the PS5 will have more exclusive games than any other prior generation of PlayStation console. As reported by VGC, Ryan spoke to Japanese financial site Nikkei and explained that Sony has been investing in first-party game developers with a goal to make sure that PlayStation has more exclusives than ever before. Uh, there's a quote here it says we have been quietly but steadily investing in heavy qual- in high quality games for PlayStation and we will make sure that the PS5 generation will have more dedicated software than ever before. Um, thoughts on this. Surprise, not surprise. Um, too many After excuses. last
1: week's episode. After last week's episode, it's not a surprise because you know they made it publicly known. I'm like, "Oh, you know, we're not going to really care about indies anymore." We're going to focus more on ourselves. So, I, this is kind of the outcome you'd expect. I mean, hopefully, that was the plan all along. I Not really a surprise. I mean, yeah. and also, like, in and, a and like kind of a way of looking too much into it, maybe that means that the PS5 is going to have a longer lifespan than, or at least they're hoping the PS5 is going to have a longer lifespan than the PS4 or any that came before it, so they can continue to, you know, lease exclusives for that console, if you want to look way too deep into it.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'll back up what Gabe said. I'm also not surprised um, by that. First of all, because I feel they have to. Because, again, we go back to this. This This is Sony's weapon, the exclusives, where Xbox is the Game Pass. So if they weren't going hard on exclusives, they'd have nothing. They'd have absolutely nothing to go against Xbox. So, Well, okay. maybe nothing's a strong word, but it's it's definitely their strongest weapon, the exclusives. People buy PlayStations for the exclusive games. So them saying, reaffirming that, hey, exclusive games are coming and there's going to be a lot of them, more than any other generation. You know, if you if you've already bought a PlayStation 5 or wanted to, that's a very reassuring thing to do. And I'm just, you know, I have my fingers crossed that they can because especially if they're, like Gabe said, they're not doing the, if they're not really focusing as big on indies anymore and they really are just going on these high qualities, these triple as we've said before, I hope they have enough studios and people that can manage that and they can come out in a timely fashion. Because I will admit that was a concern of mine when they said that they're only really doing A games. Those aren't cheap to make and they're not something you can pump out like readily. Uh, unless you have teams specifically made for them. Ubisoft somehow miraculously managed to get triple A's out every year with no issues. And I applaud them for that. I'm just, and they also, but they also have studios like all around the world, it's, you know, not just in their home thing of Montreal. They have them everywhere. So, you know, Sony should have a lot more studios because, you know, they are a first party publisher. So, you know what, if they can do it, cool. Looking forward to seeing what they make. I'm being a little more positive to about them than I was last week, even though I still don't, not full of everything, but let's we'll see what they come up with. I'll give them a chance.
2: Kelly? Uh, I don't have a PS5. <laughs> um, I don't know uh, I think it's um, cool that they're going to have a lot of, um, you know, exclusives. That's great. Um, I'm not surprised that they are saying that they're going to do this, but I don't know exactly that they will. Hmm. Wait, are they exclusives or just like their titles?
0: It says exclusive games. They're gonna have more exclusive games than any other generation, any other PlayStation generation. Which? Okay. Okay, so uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I,
2: no, I'm. Th- what like how many exclusive games have they really had? That's I, I mean, was gonna go with. This. <laughs> <laughs> like, Five. Whoa! All I right. Feel like,
0: yeah. Um. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. No.
0: Same. Okay, yeah, so I you know, I was thinking back, I was like, How many exclusives you know, Last of Us, God of War, Spider Man, Horizon Zero Dawn?
3: Well, yeah, that's the thing too. The PS4 anymore? Like, any
0: not Persona, God of War. Persona 5. I said God of War already. You said God of War. Persona oh. yeah. five. Is that it? Okay, so Final Fantasy 7. There's Uncharted as well. Okay, so uh, Uncharted. Uncharted. Final Fantasy 7. Okay, 7. I feel like it's not hard to beat 7 AAA titles over a PlayStation. I mean, over a console generation lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Right, especially
3: for the PS4. Especially for the PS4 in particular. Like, past console generations had a shit ton of, like, first party exclusives to the PlayStation, but PS4, there's some, obviously, some good ones, but definitely not as many as past generations.
0: Yeah, so like this, this news is not. I, first of all, I think this news was very much like a, 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 a crowd control for. We are focusing on non indie titles, like we're focusing on big titles, and now they're like, mm, but we're gonna have more than we've ever had. But <laughs> I mean, wait, it, there's more. It made me spin it in a slightly positive
3: narrative because I'm inter- at least interested in seeing how they'll do it if well, they can do it.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's negative. I think that's exactly you. You are you are exhibiting exactly what it was supposed to do, Mm -hmm. which is it's supposed to make you feel good about the fact that you have a PlayStation and you're going to be able to play these. Um, Also, the... To say that Sony doesn't have anything just to counter your argument, Brandon, is completely wrong. Because as far as we know, without going into any details, we know that Sony has a deal with Capcom. We know mm-hmm. that Sony has a deal with Square Enix. Those are two huge companies right now, both doing amazing fucking things. Right? This is why PlayStation yeah. is getting those exclusive Resident Evil demos, and they're getting more ti- more hands on time. This is but why- that's what I said.
3: Exclusives—that's their main weapon.
0: No, but they're not... No, I know, but you said they don't really have anything, and so... Oh, no, these and I took that back because that's not wrong. Because that's, <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. These aren't exclusives, right? So th- what, right. I, what, what I'm trying to say is that even if they don't have exclusives, they still have these contracts with these companies. Like, they, they're cashing in on Resident Evil every chance they get. Um Obviously, Final Fantasy 16 is coming ex- console exclusive, as far as we know, to PS5. Um mm-hmm. You know, FF7 remake, it, it, its exclusivity is over. We haven't heard it going anywhere else except for, I think, PC now. So we're about to get yeah. Intergrade, which is going to be another PS5 exclusive for a time. So um, they they definitely have the weight of other companies to, to rely on. You know, Call of Duty's maps always come first to PlayStation. And yep. a lot of times yep. these games are also going to end up on PC. So you'll have um, the ability to play them yeah. on PlayStation and PC without exclusivity. So... I think that I'm just most excited to see what, what exclusive AAA titles means for PlayStation. Because mm-hmm. I, the first thing I thought was, okay, I see that you guys are trying to compete with Xbox, because they are buying every big studio ever right, right now. Right, that too. Um, that too. And, and once Xbox starts pushing their uh, first-party exclusives out, finally, whenever that happens, and they come directly to uh, Game Pass for free... That is when, you know, PlayStation's going to have to... Yeah, right. that's when PlayStation going to have to be like... I'm going to be looking at them like, look, they're giving me exclusives for free from these companies. Where are my exclusive games that I'm going to have to pay how much for? You know, Don't worry, like,
3: there's a
1: counterpunch coming, Jero. Well,
0: they better hurry the fuck up. I also want to know what studios they're grabbing because... Um, You know, they have grabbed some good ones uh, from before, but Xbox is being really competitive now, so I think this is just them letting us know that hey hey we're we're, we're doing stuff i promise jim ryan <laughs> said we're, we're we're doing things um not only are they doing things for the playstation i don't know if y'all saw but there's an update on the ps5 that uh, has a built-in video editor there that can now create 4k 60 frame per second masterpieces right on the console uh that's from games game spot uh i i included this because um have you guys ever tried to edit anything on a playstation oh, or xbox before?
4: yes i have Haven't. Uh, Uh, Ah,
1: experience. Okay, so one of the you can actually see the experience. One of my first ever videos on YouTube was directly edited and captured on my PS4. Um, it was Shadow of War, and oh, there's also a Fortnite episode, uh, a Fortnite video. So you know how like you hear you can capture your you know your gameplay, and you can share it with everyone on socials and stuff. You expect them to capture, like, exactly what's on the screen. Oh, no.
4: Uh,
1: okay, like, this is, I'm not, I'm not, this is, again, remember, guys, this is for the PS4, so obviously the PS5 is a little different. PS5 is powerful enough to do it, but, dude, when, okay, Drell specifically, you know, I'm not one of those big graphic guys. It's like, to me, if a game is good and it looks pretty, it's good. Like, the gra- I won't, I won't look at the graphics as much. Dude, when I tell you they made the drop from a 7 was it 720 or was it 1080p no from a 720 game the, the resolution when you record it and you play it back on the system it plays back in 720 when you actually go to start editing it drops it to 480 oh
3: <laughs> okay Dude, I, was, I, <laughs> I mean that's bad but I, in my mind serious. i was bracing myself for 240 yeah, yeah. and i was going to like Bro, 480 no, no. is
0: 240 is like,
1: Yeah, yeah, ball. Ball. yeah like literally. <laughs> oh my god! No, don't call. Her. Oh no! Stop! What are you doing? Sorry, Siri thought I was talking to her. Um, so it, that's the first part, and then no, you know, the frame rate. Obviously, the PS4 didn't play at sixty uh, FPS, mm-hmm. but it didn't play at like twenty either. <laughs> but straight down, and then you get there. You get to um, because. To me, at least, the way I edited it was uh, through the share factory. So, PlayStation gives you, you know, all the stock PlayStation intros, transitions and stuff. So, that was a little cool. But then, like, also, like, if you want to zoom in, like, on a certain part of this. Like, you know, sometimes when, like, someone's watching a video and something funny or something weird happens. And, like, it zooms in really quickly. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it goes right, jumps back out. The only zoom option they had was this slow, weird, like let me show you every pixel on the fucking screen type of zoom. So it was really weird to like to try and transition that because you had to do it like at the perfect moment where it would zoom directly on what you wanted or want it on. And then don't think you could actually have like the zoom set for like a certain amount of time. It's, it's a seamless transition. It's zoom in. And then as soon as you have the zoom out, it's zoom out. I'm like, what? Like, no, it needs to be like, it needs to be quick zooms. So that was one of them. Um, And then comes the actual saving the video and uploading it part. I don't know if it was just me and my Wi-Fi. I don't think it was because I was always connected to the Ethernet on my PS4. And it would start downloading the video. It's like saving video, 1% done, 2% (laughs) done, 3% done, 3% done, 3% done. There's an error downloading the video. You do it again. It goes to 10%. And then it dropped, for some weird reason, like, I, again, I think this might have just been me that day, my console that day, it went from 10% and dropped down to 5 And it was just very, like, I don't, I felt like I was, I feel like I was being teased by the console, because it just wasn't responding to what I wanted to. Um, I eventually have to post the video, but I can just say, uh, from where I am now, to how it is editing on the PS4, I'm going to take now, all the time. Because it was just so much easier. And also, this was your editing tool. And trying to edit a specific... Like, trying to get to a specific um, second or, like, millisecond of your video with an analog stick or the directional pads is not the easiest thing in the world. So, safe to say, I don't like editing on a PlayStation. (laughs) It sucks.
0: Hopefully they have touchpad integration. But let you, you know, nice. slide through and zoom in or even zoom in and out motion. And slide through
1: to what you want. That'd be great. They, they need to. They need to add the zooming in and out on the touchpad because they, you know, scrolling was also an option on. But we all know how the PS4 touchpad responded.
0: Well, that's why we got the I PS5 DualShock or DualSense. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. DualSense. Yeah. Um, And and just to to clarify the previous story, there is another article at videogamechronicles.com that says the website listing suggests that Sony could offer video content as a part of the PS Plus subscription. So um, that's where I I got the idea that it would just be like, if you already are signed up for PS Plus, you get two free games, you also get free Sony movies um, tied in, in which case it wouldn't be a bad idea. So I just had to clarify that because I know that I posted it here. Um, but yeah, I think I think this will be I'd like to try it. I'd like to make a little something in 4K 60 frames per second on my on my PlayStation 5 now. Upload that shit, I'm sure I'll have the same issues that came uh with uploading. Uh, Star Wars, nice to be your Republic. Yes, uh, it is reportedly receiving a remake, according to Jason Schreier. This is from Gfinity Sports Esports.com. Knights of the Old Republic is to receive remake from Asper Media. I will let you guys take over. I have not played it, but I'm pretty sure Kelly and Brandon have. Uh, excitement? I, I haven't,
2: man.
0: Oh. Uh, dude, okay, dude. I just assume you played all Star Wars. <laughs> H- I mean, I do
2: love Star Wars, but no, I have not played it's that H-P-P. one.
0: Knights,
3: Knights of the Old Republic is... One of my all time favorite games of all time. Like, and it's also one of the very few games I've played on PC because as, as anyone that's listened to this pod, podcast that knows me knows I primarily play on consoles. But, um, this game came out around the time where I had a, I had a decent computer and I looked on like online forums that apparently you couldn't control the entire game with just the, the mouse, not even the keyboard, literally just the mouse. So I was like, "Well, you know what? That sounds easy because the biggest barrier for me playing any kind of PC games was games that would require me to use a keyboard because I'm I'm just been bad bad with that." So I was like, "Well, let me just try this," and I absolutely adored it. I absolutely adored it. I have played through that game several times. There's two endings you can get a good a light side ending, dark side ending, but I played through it more than twice. I absolutely adore this game. So the fact that you know I would have I I, I love the idea that this is like potentially coming to modern consoles. There's like a there's like a mobile port of it, which you know. It's, what's up, what are you going to say? Is this an MMO? It is not an MMO. Oh, now there okay. is, there. okay, so there's Knights of the Republic and Knights of the Republic 2 are just regular Western okay, RPGs. Wow. The, oh, the old Republic, not it Knights of the Republic, MMO. but Star Wars the old Republic, is the MMO, yes, yes. It's supposed to take place, like, after it, which alarm-
1: Oh, wait, what's is up? this, is
3: Knights Knights of the Republic the one with the two brothers? Two brothers, no. No. I don't know about any brothers- there's there's a I mean I one of the one of the one of the main like like the main no, it's not any brothers. I'm like I'm like thinking hard <laughs> about brothers. it. It's like where are the brothers Oh, like, uh, I'm thinking of, okay, I know what game we're talking about now. Um my brain went to a completely different game. Yeah, <laughs> you're good, you're good. But no, I do love Knight's Knights of the Republic. It's uh it's a Western RPG. It's very much built on like D and D mechanics but way simplified so someone like me who is before our D and D sessions had never played it, could understand everything that was going on you know, multiple choices in, like, these different dialogue options, light options, dark options. It's it's very much the base of what Mass Effect became. You know, that ended up becoming a, a hit in and of itself. So I'm very happy that this game is getting... Now, I do want to clarify something. So the report says Remake by SBR Studios. I don't know if this is necessarily going to be a remake in that sense. I think, I think that might have, like, I don't know for sure. It could be doing a full remake. But I'm more inclined to think that it might either be a remaster or a port because Aspier Studios that is making it. Aspyrs in the last few uh years have been probably most well known for bringing all these uh, legacy Star Wars games to modern consoles. Like the most recent one was Republic Commando, which is now on Switch and PS4 for the first time. Um, before that, they had Episode 1 Racer. They brought the Jedi Knight and Jedi Outcast games there. So, yeah, they've been bringing a lot of these old Star Wars games to consoles, uh, modern consoles, which I really appreciate. So I think that's probably what this is. I think they're probably just either gonna maybe touch up the game just like a little bit, but otherwise you'll probably be getting the same thing. Cause remaking this game, not only is that a huge endeavor, but I don't know if Aspir Studios, the, like, they're, like, I'm sure they're, they're a fine studio, but they, they have their experience with porting. I don't know if they could, that they would be the choice to go to for a full remake of this beloved classic, you, you know? But either way, I'll say. T- uh, but either way, like I-, I love Nice Republic* and I adore that game. If it comes to modern consoles, I will one hundred percent play through that game because I-, I-, I love it. <clears throat>
0: so I feel like when you think remake, you, like everyone now just thinks *Final Fantasy VII*. It don't even have yeah, to be that though. Like you can yeah. do a remake and not make it, you know, *Final Fantasy VII* quality. You can still do right because that that's, than a remaster or a port.
3: That's taking the story and essentially building it from the ground up in that example, right? Whereas uh, what I was saying, a, a straight port would be just bringing the game to modern consoles and mm-hmm. like adapting for the buttons, where a remaster might be touching up a little. I would actually like a remaster. I'll still play it even if it's just a straight port. But I think a remaster would do that game a lot of good. So I'm hoping that's where they go with it, but we'll see.
0: Well Brandon since you, since I got you talking about it there are other game there's another game rather that you are also excited for and that is The Grace a- the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles ah <laughs> yes um, the novel courtroom antics of two previously Japan only games are now coming to the west uh to switch mm-hmm. PS4 and Steam on July 27th
3: Yes also games that I have a great great love for um the original three Ace Attorney games um they originally were Japan exclusives and for the Game Boy Advance. Then they got DS ports, and those are the ones that got global release. I didn't play those. I actually played... They actually came to WiiWare, of all things. And if you wanted to, you didn't have to, but if since it was on Wii, if you wanted to do, like, the famous objection, you could actually move your Wii remote and move the emotion to present your evidence. Again, you didn't have to do that. You could literally just press a button. So but funny. I did it almost every time, especially when I was really confident about just the kidding, contradiction was I was about to point out. Like, it was like, you lying motherfucker! Objection! Oh my like, God. I got... <laughs> <laughs> I love those series. They they are they are um I before Phoenix Wright: Ace Attorney I had never played any kind of visual novel games, but those games are so hype. Like um they take the basic courtroom um whatever. They go to some ridiculous lanes, but you still get some really compelling cases. You got to listen to these people, point out where they're lying, get more information, find evidence, and present it. It's it's a lot of fun. And as far as these games, the Great Ace Attorney games, they're supposed to be like prequels. Um, to the original Ace Attorney, where it's like uh, Phoenix Wright's ancestor, but those games didn't get localized apparently just because there was some legal bullshit. Because Sherlock Holmes is in the game, so they got around that by literally just renaming the character Herlock Sholmes, and it's and it's fine. We're good now. So now these games get to finally come out. I can't believe it was something that simple, but you know, legal legal is gonna be legal, right? So I'm just glad that these games are finally coming to the West for the first time. And I really hope they sell well, because um, there's another Ace Attorney game that hasn't been localized, which is a sequel to a spin-off. And I'm hoping that comes out of, like, a collection, too. Like, I just want more people to, like, have the opportunity to play these games, because they're fantastic, and they keep coming to modern consoles. Like, the first three are already everywhere, except Xbox. I think that's the only place they're not on. You can get them on PS4, uh, Switch, and Steam. Um... Now these two games are coming to those three platforms as well. What I would hope is 4, 5, and 6 also get on modern platforms. And those two uh, Investigations games, which are the off ones I mentioned before. I'd like for those. But yeah, I'm very excited. Because these are two entirely new games that I have never played. And now they're finally coming to the West for the first time. I, I, am, I am elated. I am absolutely ecstatic about this.
0: So I want to talk about... Notable video game releases, uh, new and upcoming, just uh, mention them, mention the Metacritic scores, mm. and just get you guys' opinion on um, how you feel about some of these upcoming games, whether you want to play them or not, and whether the... Huh?
1: If it's not Breath of the Wild 2, I don't give a shit. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I just have to say that.
0: And whether the Metacritic score will affect your decision on playing the game. And I if I like how this goes, we might we might start doing, you know, weekly <sighs> game releases and what...
1: I, w- I want to ask you a question before you start talking about that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, when, when you get interested in a game, is there a specific, like, oh, I can't say the words. there's there a specific, like, I guess, journalism site that you look to there? Do you look at their score and that determines, or do you just look at all of them and just gather from that?
0: When I'm, s- me, personally? You
1: specifically! You specifically! I don't um, know if I'm pointing at you, but,
4: yeah. Reviews
0: are bullshit. <laughs> Oh, that's all, all I need to just know. Like, you know like, uh, reviews are bullshit, one. Two, I will always Which say, water? do not, uh, everyone, everyone, <laughs> everyone has different opinions, right? So, like, Kelly's gonna review Phasmophobia uh. and give it a 10. I'm gonna review Phasmophobia and say too much scary, right? And, like, give it a three and say don't play this because, mm-hmm. like, why would anybody do this to themselves, right? And we're both from HP Critical. So, one, reviews are personal bullshit. Two, don't read reviews. I don't read reviews of games that I'm interested in because most likely I'll want to write about them and I don't want to have my writing uh, skewed based on someone else's review. So as soon as I read Kelly's Phasmophobia review and then I play it and I'm like, damn, she was right. So then when I'm writing about it, I might be like, damn Kelly was right <laughs> like and now oops I've accidentally plagiarized her entire fucking review. oh no um I'm not oops, saying I do that plagiarism. but you know we've heard stories of people doing that as well. What I will do though is I like to look at um just a conglomerate list to see how reviewers have reviewed a game and then if there is um a uh, you know a review score that is. Really different from the median, I might be like, what, like, what happened to <laughs> y'all? Like, why did oh. you score this like this? Like, if everyone's giving it a 10 and then someone gives it a 6, I'm like, Brad, did you, like, were you... I won't say that. Yeah, so, but yeah, I, I personally don't really care about review scores at all because a lot of times my personal opinions on games don't always mesh with everybody else's. Mm. I hope I answered that properly. You did. Uh, so, Judgment. Anybody know what Judgment is?
3: I do. It's a a, a spin-off of the Yakuza (laughs) series.
0: Yes, yes, it is, uh, uh, that. And (laughs) the, the... I had more to say about it, too, and it just blanks or whatever. Um, It's
3: it's funny to me, I'm sorry, but it's funny to me that the spin-off of Yakuza Judgment... It plays more like a traditional Yakuza game, whereas the actual next installment, Yakuza Like a Dragon, feels like a spinoff because the gameplay is completely different.
0: And I, now that you brought it up, I have to say it is really amazing that a studio was able to completely change the gameplay style of a game and still have it come out so fucking good. Like, I don't right. think I've ever seen a studio that has changed from, like, you know, action, uh action adventure to... Turn based, and then people love the turn based one even more than the action adventure one. Um, that's so crazy. Like it's like if mm-hmm. if Zelda became turn based, right? Like a Legend of Zelda action adventure game t- became turn. i be okay with that as a spinoff really title. Good. Like that to me, I've never seen a studio do that. But also, fuck y'all for the way y'all treat y'all back people too. Can't give it too much praise. Um, too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that got a 83 uh metacritic score on the PS5 a uh, near replicate right. which came out today yesterday today It's about
3: it's coming out tomorrow
0: Oh Today, yeah, by yeah. the time you listen to this? Today, <laughs> but, but
3: if you're listening to this, it's out. You can
0: play it. <laughs> yes. Uh, April 23rd. You're right. That's tomorrow. Um, it got an 84 on PS4, PS4 uh, 81 on Xbox 179 on PC. Obviously, this is a remaster thingy kind of thing of the original Nier um, mm-hmm. title, which got shit tons of hate for being a really bad game and now they basically released the same game with the little extras and now everyone loves it which is such an interesting conversation that we'll have one day about you know uh games coming back around at the right time and i can um, tell you more
3: about i'm sorry i can tell you more about replicate next week because uh, i am doing a stream of it literally tomorrow afternoon so i will i I will report back next week and see how true those are
0: i can tell you we can have we can talk about it next week. Um, okay. <laughs> Atelier Mystery Mysterious Trilogy Deluxe Pack. No, nope.
3: I've heard of that series, but I've never touched it. I have a good friend that adores the Atelier series, but. I couldn't sell you anything.
0: Another one uh, is Saga Frontier, which I wrote a little article about on uh, HP Critical. That one came out again. It's a remaster. Uh, PS4 has it at a 76. Uh, Nintendo Switch has it at a 70. Uh, PC and iOS are still pending. Uh, MLB The Show is another one that came out. Uh, PS5 is at a 78. Xbox is at a 79, um, which that's the one that is produced by Sony that came directly to Game Pass um blah 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 cozy grove one that i've been trying to play and just not had time to play is sitting at a 68 on ps4 71 on pc and a 71 on nintendo switch pac-man 99 uh nintendo switch exclusive is sitting at a nice little 76 uh and outriders that came out april 1st has a 75 on pc uh 72 on ps4 74 on ps5 and a 74 on xbox so Doing pretty damn good okay. for uh, Square Enix currently. Uh, Star Wars yeah. Republic Commando is a uh, 54 on PS4, a 71 on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> like, that is so, like... 71 on uh, Nintendo Switch but a 54 on PS4? on PS4? 71 on Switch. Like, People must really love the fact that they can finally play that game for like, it. Oh go. like, that's the only thing I can think of because of why. Uh, Oddworld Soulstorm is another one. That came out April 6th. It's a uh, sixty eight on a PS five. PS four is pending, and a seventy two on PC. Um, and I'm I going to talk about th- uh, four more, and then I'm gonna be done, and then see if that changed your mind on any of them, or if you're interested in any of them. It takes two. Is uh, really doing really well on Metacritic. Not that anybody cares about Metacritic. I care. Mm-hmm. Add add HP Criticals uh, reviews to Metacritic. Um, uh, it takes two is 88 on ps5 89 on ps4 uh 89 on xbox and 88 on pc and and obviously this is because you know you're getting more um more people have access to ps4 so obviously those scores are gonna act when they aggregate it's gonna whatever um so that one's doing really good uh monster hunter rise 88 on nintendo switch uh pc is not out yet obviously um and the last one was uh, Balan Wonderworld. I, mean, I love so. that somehow this game is sitting at a 50% on PS5. I am here for that. Because the Xbox is a 47. The PS4 is a 44. PC is 38. And the lowest score is on the Switch with a 35.
3: God damn! <laughs> How the hell is the PC port of that lower than the ps 4
0: I, don't know, anyway. I I love that the PS5 is sitting at a nice, cool 50. Everybody who's it's playing the on PS5, one. it's just like, you know what? I'm playing on a PS5, so it's fine. Like, I like this game because I'm playing on a PS5. Uh, anyway, so any of those April releases, did they entice you with their scores, or do you still not give a fuck?
1: Yes. Um, and I already got It Takes Two, but I literally have not been able to play it because... Um, person i play with the most my cousin uh has not downloaded the free um other yeah that that yeah that, 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 yeah, all, that yeah. free version thing um so this is an open invite to anybody please if you don't have the game download the free version thingy so i have someone to play with because i've been dying to play that game because it, it just looks fun. thank you because it just looks like it looks like so much fun and the fact that it has you know uh, score above 80 just makes me want to play it even more, because I have a tendency to like games that get reviewed too good. Unless it's Breath of the Wild. Which...
0: We were, we were Gabe and I were supposed to play It Takes Two, but I convinced him, yeah, like well, Godfrey said.
1: Equally, I mean, I, I'm not going to say equally fun, because obviously we haven't played It Takes Two yet, but it was still a fun time. I mean, was it is it equally fun, or is it less fun?
0: I, I was really tired when I played It Takes Two. Like, I was playing it at like 1am, and I was like, this uh, is really cute. No, no, no. It was really cute, and it was really No, cute. no, I mean, I'm
3: playing at 1 a.m. Start, uh, starting a game at 1 a.m. I like didn't a start at
0: 1 a.m., like... but I was, like, up until Oh, playing
1: 1 until 1 a.m. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. If a game that's is okay. still cute to drill at, at 1 a.m., that's a good thing, yes. Yeah, I have a good thing
0: yes. good, yeah, good <laughs> yes. <in> that game. <laughs> I was playing uh, uh, Dagnaropa V3, actually, the other night, Woo! and it was, like, midnight, and I was like, oh, my God, I work in three hours. <laughs> what am I doing? And I was falling asleep during the game, so... I was playing It Takes Two, and I was awake at 1am, so, you know. But that doesn't mean that Ropa V3 is bad. It is not bad. Um, It just is lots of things that I'll talk about uh, with Brandon later on. Um, cool. God, what was I going to say? Oh, oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, so uh, G- uh, Gabe and I actually ended up playing Godfall. Gabe, really quick, what did you think of it?
1: it's so much better with someone else i was telling everybody i was like when you play it solo like you kind of just want to move on through the stupid story not stupid story you just want to move on through the story and, and the like
4: yeah
1: it really it's is it. Bad, it's, your it's your base it's it's your basic revenge uh my older brother's trying to take over the world story um i'm not even gonna say spoilers because that's just a common trope um but yeah, but, and then, but then playing with friends is like, I, I it could just be because Jarrell and I are just overly competitive, but like, as soon as we got in, like, he started taking my kills. <laughs> so then I started running around trying to take his kills. And then, you know, it, we both it, there's almost that, died quite a
4: lot, actually. So. Oh yeah.
1: It, yeah. Cause we decided to play on hard. Cause yeah, Jarrell, Jarrell, who's Mr. I don't like hard games. Is like, yeah, let's play it on hard. I'm like, but, but, okay. So we play on hard. Um, and then, you know, and then there's that sense of, you know, running around. You know the area, the very extensive area, might I add. Like, I like, I didn't know there was levels in the game, but then when I found out there was levels, I'm like, oh, this kind of sucks that there was open world, but it's like open world levels, like well, it was kind of like Monster Hunter, where you're in a specific area, but it gets bigger the more you explore it. Um, so just running around trying to find something before he does, and him trying to find something before I do, and the telling like, hey, I found this over here, it's really fun. So I think 100, percent it's a game you should play with, you know friends
0: thank you for that endorsement, because I feel like I've been the only person who's been like, I like this game! It's fun! And then every time I talk to someone, they're like, Godfall? I'm like, yes! It's fun! But I have also only played with other people I've never played by myself, so... And now I have someone no. else who's also played it, so I'm, I can't... Like, it's not just me, guys! I'm not the only person. Uh, so, Kelly and Brandon, really quick, another question for you guys. If you're playing games with other people, do you think it's more fun to play on a harder mode or an easier mode?
3: With other people specifically, yeah.
0: are you like competitive? Uh, Do you want to put it on hard mode or like easy, easy mode just to have fun with friends? Uh,
3: well, that just depends on the game. But I, I, in general, if I'm playing with people, I usually want to skew harder because I think that's more of a fun experience if we're all working together towards a harder challenge. But if it's a group that I've never played with, I want to start off easy just so we can get our, you know, our set, our just our synchronization going, all that good stuff. And once I feel we got a nice feel for it, then I'm like, crank it up, let's go. I, like I love our camaraderie that we had when we went through Champions Road and 3D World. That was a lot of fun, but we built up to that for sure because the levels, as you said, Gerald, many times, oh, this is easy. We can do the whole game in like two sessions, and it was, it was. 3D World was 100 built that way. Like you can get finish that story, no problem, especially if you have people. But then as you go to those post game levels, then that difficulty ramps up, and we felt it at that very end. So yes, I with people, with uh, with friends, hard. Kelly? Myself probably a little easier though, <laughs> but you know. Same. That's mm. really cool.
2: I mean, if I play alone, I definitely... I put games on easy constantly. Like, I'm playing Final Fantasy VII on easy because why do I want it to be hard? You know, I just... I don't like that, but... I guess for... um, With more people, I do put it on hard because you don't want to beat it too quickly. Mm -hmm. You don't want it to be too easy to where it's boring. Like, whenever I played Seven Days to Die with my friends, like, every seven days, a horde of zombies comes. And like, that was really fun with, like, a lot of people, but I think I was the only person who didn't die at least once. Because <laughs> I stayed upstairs. The zombies can't get in our house. <laughs> but, um, and we would just, I would just shoot out the window, you know? Um That was, that was really fun. But that was, like, the, probably one of the best co-op games with, like, a difficulty level. I don't even think that we played on hard, because, I mean, it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard, but, um, Still, yeah, I guess the harder ones. Like on I'm I definitely always play on uh, expert. Oh yeah, 100%. even oh yeah, even I so professional. Long, I do that, though. Oh, professional. Really professional. I haven't played it a lot. Yeah, I don't even know what it's called anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will. Anyways, I played pro by myself, but definitely. Yes, yeah, I can do that. Only pro with
0: others as well. Uh, thank you, guys. I, I wanted to put it in because when, it, when Gabe and I were deciding on a difficulty, I was like, oh my god, put it on hard. Like, why would you do easy? That's so boring. And we both Look. almost died. But it was a lot of fun almost dying because... The
1: reason, um, the reason I was against putting it on hard is because I'm a Dark Souls player. I That's the type of game I thrive in. But Jarrell, for as long as I've known him, is scared of those games. Okay, not scared, but he's not a fan of those games. He's like, I don't like hard games. Like, Dark Souls... I, he I played... Really B, he went, he went into, you know, when he got the PS5, he played Demon Souls. He stopped playing it almost like two weeks after because it was too hard for him. So I'm like, why are we going to play on hard if you don't like hard uh, games? But, hey, he held his own. And again, we, I mean, we almost Thank did you. die. but I, I but, didn't
0: die once. I don't think. Uh, um, which is, which is, there was, for me.
1: there's there was, there was a moment where it was kind of like, I just, it was actually a boss fight where I had to sit in the background for a little bit.
0: <laughs> I'm like, this was I'm out, and I was like, don't be, die, just get
1: away. Try. Drill is trying to punch out like some life orb out of the guy so I can get healed. I'm like,
0: Aah. it was a lot of fun. Uh, and we also got to utilize. Gabe got to utilize for the first time a feature that I've been loving since I got the PS5, which is um, the picture-in-picture mode. Uh, so like, I had him, you know, on my like I, I'm using the TV and I have him in the corner of the screen so I can see where he is and like what he's doing and I can look at his health bar and see when he's gonna die and stuff. And it's been, I think. I'm going to say that the PS5 is better than the Xbox Series X. And I said this, I think, when we were playing for two reasons. One of them is uh, the amazingness of the DualShock and just what it can do compared to the regular Xbox controller. I don't have an Elite. Kelly does, so, you know... But she don't have a dual dual sense, so like we can't compare <laughs> um, but uh the regular xbox uh controller that comes with the xbox uh the dual sense beats it in every in every manner, and then when it goes to um social aspects of gaming the p s five just for me has been a much better experience because whenever you get the chance to do like picture-in-picture gaming with a friend and you're able to like i did it when i play Fortnite, and i can see where everybody is and i can see what's going on it's so much easier to communicate with someone when you actually have like eyes on their fucking screen if we're not in the same room so it kind of gives you that sense of being in the same room with a friend much more than just playing online does um i i love it um really quickly sorry because i feel like i'm taking too long on this how did you how did you what was your experience like with that game
1: I was actually very surprised. Um, it
0: works so well.
1: Because it works so well, but at the same time, like, Drell and I don't have the best Wi-Fi. Like, at
0: we're, all. We're, we're, like, it's yeah, so we bad.
1: don't. Like, I'm I'm upstairs from where my Wi-Fi is, and it's just, I for some reason, on the PS5, my Wi-Fi goes in and out sometimes, but our connection and the loading time, too, wasn't affected whatsoever over having pictures. And it's not like you have picture and picture and it's like... A little pixelated 480p yep. thing. It's it's you know it's very detailed and it's almost like you're watching a YouTube video on your phone. Uh, and it's like Jarrell said, you know, it's a lot easier to communicate. I'm horrible communicating in games. When I try to get someone? So I was like, yeah, I'm over here, over here. They're like, where's over here? I'm like, oh, buy this thing. And it's like, what the hell is this thing? So it's just he's like, oh, I found this over here, and he just you know look at the picture in picture mode and go. And I do the same thing. So very surprising. It was my first time using it very big fan. Like,
0: we were using it to find chests and shit and, like, I'd be like, oh, look, there's a collectible over here. Just look at my fucking screen, Kate." (laughs) Um, And I really, really want to do it with, like, a first-person shoot. Like, I want to play Call of Duty... On a team and use picture in picture and just like you know I gotta get, we gotta get Kelly a fucking PS5. I know she's gonna be like oh I'm playing on PC but we gotta get her a PS5 so that I <laughs> can just watch her fucking play and just like go behind her and like hide it because that time that we played I think uh, uh it was Kelly, Gabe and I we played um what did we play zombies?
2: Yeah oh, no we, we played, played Warzone. Uh, it was Warzone but with zombies zombies and Warzone
0: like. I just imagine being able to actually see Kelly and Gabe's screen while playing. I feel like that would have made it so much easier for me because when they died and I was left alive, I was like, I don't know where to go. I don't know what's going on and then they came back and I was and I was like I don't know where you guys are what's going on what's happening uh, so yeah I, I, like I'd really love to have that experience I feel like that'd be really cool Microsoft's Netflix for gaming service launches on iPhone and PC this week yes I've moved on um, this is <laughs> over from um, I was like whoa CNBC.com Microsoft's Xbox cloud gaming service previously known as xCloud will begin rolling out in beta to iPhones iPads and PCs this week the service will be invite only to start Microsoft said in a blog post on Monday, Xbox Cloud Gaming is sort of like Netflix for games, letting you stream games to your device instead of using a video game console. Um, So basically, you get to play your games on your phone. For a while, we thought it wasn't going to come to iPhones and iPads. It looks like it is. I've done this before uh, with the PS5. I was um, streaming from the PS5 to the iPad, and there's a video of me playing Kingdom Hearts 3 on my iPad somewhere. The new iPad Pro is actually going to include haptic feedback from the controller when you do this wow. so that's really fucking cool like that is actually something that will make me go spend another thousand dollars on a brand new ipad pro because like that's fucking cool like it basically turns your ipad into a switch but anyway um i uh, i cloud gaming on your phones i have a tiny ass iphone mini I, it's not something for me i'd probably do it on my you know ipad but how do you guys feel about cloud gaming uh, especially, this is specifically with Microsoft. So we're talking about um, titles that are only available for Microsoft currently, not PlayStation exclusives, et cetera. Um, How do you feel about this Netflix for gaming cloud service? Um, that uh, I do have on a
3: portable question about that. So it's no longer called xCloud?
0: It, it looks like it's no longer called X Cloud. Yeah, Microsoft they... Cloud Gaming Service previously known as X Cloud. So, wow,
3: uh, did they say what a new name is or not yet?
0: Uh, The Xbox Cloud Gaming Service.
3: That doesn't roll off the tongue as well. I'm not bad at that. Well, that aside...
0: Um, and sorry, sorry. Um, just to clarify what I said earlier, uh, this article does say that it was on track to launch for iPhones and iPads earlier, but Apple updated mm. its App Store rules in September, which impacted services like Xbox Gaming and Google Stadia, which we all know mm. um, wasn't allowing Apple to be a part of this, and everyone complained for a while. But these, um, they've uh, this move forced the companies to use web browsers to redesign their services so that they could circumvent the App Store rules. Um, under the rules. Microsoft, Google, and other companies with similar services would have had to offer each game as an individual download instead of offering a complete library the way Netflix does for movies. And that was because um, anyone who has Apple, uh, they want you to, like, if you're making an app, they want you to uh, they want to be able to specifically classify each video game. So, like, you can't have, like, a cloud service that has games rated E to M, right? Like, they want you to If you have, like, Kingdom Hearts 3, that has to have a rating. If you have Yakuza, that has to have a rating. And under the cloud service, they weren't able to do that. They were just like, look, it's rated E3M, just take it all. And Apple was like, no. Um, So they have uh, went through the process of circumventing this because, like, obviously, everybody has a fucking iPhone. You want to be able to reach that huge market. And now they're able to. So that was just an explanation of why it wasn't there before, but it's coming now. Sorry, Brandon, continue.
3: Yeah. Um, all I was going to say in regards to uh, this whole cloud streaming gaming, <clears throat> in concept, it's a great idea, in concept, because, you know, of course, with the Switch, you have the ability to play your games console or handheld, wherever you happen to find yourself, right? So ideally, you know, it's such a good idea that why wouldn't other the, the other studios try to get in on that however they can? Now, I don't think... Streaming a game is, of course, the same as playing it natively on your handheld. And there's going to be a lot of people who won't be able to properly take advantage of it because of, you know, the natural issues that come with streaming a game as opposed to playing it natively. But I think for those who can take advantage of it, I've always thought this was a really cool idea because I just like the idea of like being able to play your console games portably. Like it's, it's cool. It's cool. I'm glad we live in an age where that's starting to become more possible, a lot more possible for, um, other games besides Nintendo, honestly. Like, um, I've seen people, even when xCloud was called xCloud, I saw people playing their Halo games on their phones and I thought that was really cool. And the idea you're telling me like the whole iPad update with the haptic for Sony games, that sounds really cool. You know, yeah, I like the concept of it. I hope, you know, it's it's the same thing with, like, Stadia, right? Where, like, it's, uh, that's a, something that a lot of people can't really just take advantage of, of, whether it's because maybe you maybe your screen is too small for your liking, or your internet connection is just not persistent enough to run a game like that. I mean, I've seen the best conditions in regards to stream things, and I've seen the worst conditions. Um, but I, I like the concept. I just hope it evolves.
0: Would you play games on your phone? <sighs>
3: I don't usually know. No, I like like I don't usually uh, when it comes to my phone. I, I I have never personally played a game unless it was like made for mobile, like the uh, mobile games like Fire Heroes or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've never played a streamed game on my phone. Um, if I had the means to try it out, I would.
0: What phone do you have?
3: But I have an Android eleven, eleven.
0: Android How big 11. is it? Uh, let me show you. That's what she said.
3: Haha <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Galaxy S10. I'm sorry. S10 okay, Plus. So this is this is my handcuff comp- for comparison's sake. It's it's a decent size. The screen is about like like this. Mm. So if I if I were to play like a game on it, it'd be a decent size for a, for a game like if I wanted to play like handheld. Not ideal, but if I really really wanted to play something handheld that I just couldn't <laughs> at home, it'd be better than nothing.
0: I personally think XCOD is cool. I also personally think I'd never use it. Like I have absolutely no idea when that's, i would need to stream like that's what where game I'm at. do i that's, need to play that bad that i need to go stream right. it that's what i'm saying somewhere. that's what
3: i'm saying like especially I since i already have mean. a switch if i if i like if i'm out and i really want to play some handheld gaming i already know i have my switch right there there's surely enough there's enough of a backlog on my switch that if i'm not playing whatever ps5 game like i'll live for the week or whatever i'm gone for whatever
0: the only thing i can, I can imagine is can like stop. me being at work and my friends are like oh we're all playing halo infinite get out and, dry out. and i'm like pull up my phone let's go <laughs> like, let's, let's Drell, i just let's remember
4: go, it was about
3: <laughs> like it was around it was around 2018 where i was on a i was on a cruise right and i brought my switch with me this was around the time the octopath traveler had already come out and um, of course, because we're on a cruise, we were doing activities most of the time. But there was one day where they decided to do one activity, and I was like, you know, I just want to relax for just a few hours, like four, four or five hours. So I lounged at, so I lounged at the deck, had my switch, and I was playing Octopath Traveler, and that was great. You couldn't do that if you were doing like a stream game because you don't got no connection out in the ocean. Yep.
0: No, so, but you can use your, um, you can use your, your. I'm assuming you'd be able to just use your uh 5G connection or whatever.
1: There's no connection it, in the ocean. It's
3: it, yeah. you can the, you could um you can <laughs> for, the, for the cruise that I was on you can get like a Wi-Fi package that you can pay yeah, for, can but it's 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 for purely for using stuff like social media. It's not meant for like streaming whole video games.
1: Yeah, Wi-Fi ain't too good. I have never yeah but no Wi-Fi ain't great,
0: guys, so I know nothing. I apologize.
3: It's I fun. You. It's I a can lot of fun. Swim swim I've never I've gone on a cruise night either, night. but I've. That's I'm like,
0: I can't swim, and they're like, that has nothing to do with it. And I'm like, okay, when I fall uh, over, and there, there's no life jacket on me, yes. Well, if gonna, you fall uh, over,
1: I, yeah, you're gonna you, die. If you fall over,
0: it doesn't matter. Well, then I can't you get can. it. Well, whatever. Honestly, uh, so, <laughs>
2: Gerali, if you fall off a cruise ship, the best death for you is going to be drowning. Like seriously, you want to be alive? Just chilling there in the <laughs> ocean? Like, getting eaten by sharks. I you, you're either gonna get out.
1: eaten by sharks shark. Get dragged down by some mysterious sea monster. Or you're gonna get, look, I, I, we, we've all been over this. I have a big fear of the ocean. You can't tell me with only 10% of our ocean discovered that there aren't some shit down there that we don't know about. Or the third thing that's gonna happen is, you know, boats' rudders are gonna vacuum you into them and you're just
0: gonna. Thanks and for, you don't yeah. want that. You guys have okay, just that that, me that never one that one Put on a it... cruise ever. Thanks. Well, don't
2: Damn, go outside. I just, <laughs> I mean, just don't want to go on that.
0: Like, <laughs> do get need, on. Don't go next to the edge. There is a, a, a for... like twenty percent chance that all of that's gonna ha- all of that could happen to me if I go on a cruise. There's no, a zero no. percent chance that that could happen to me if I stayed on fucking land.
1: Unless a boat falls out of the air, you never know, man.
0: You yeah, never no, fucking know.
1: <laughs> the, the, the world, the world's going crazy.
0: So, piece uh, uh, fans,
1: you all know about
0: on your phone? But, Would you use XCloud on your phone? Is this something that entices you? No. Your phone's but, big enough, but no.
2: Yeah. No. Why? Not? I mean, on my iPad. It's
0: cool. There are, on there, my there iPod, are
2: people. I, do I have to pay for it? I don't
0: know. If you didn't have to pay for it, I'm pretty sure you do. If you didn't have to pay for it. You would it not play your PC games on your phone?
2: Not on my phone. I play on my iPad.
0: What kind of phone do you have? Yeah. An iPhone Sorry, 11. I think that's big. Yeah. Everybody got big phones. I <laughs> have this little tiny piece of
2: shit. Well, I've I played games on my phone before, like, but I had a 6 Plus before, mm-hmm. and that was better. No, I had an 8 Plus. Um, so that was, like, good, and I used to play Call of Duty a lot. I play Call of Duty on this, but it's kind of small. It's not you, as heavy, but it's
0: comfortable. You would potentially play XCloud, like stream XCloud games on your iPad. If I had
2: nothing else, <laughs> I still have
3: a PC. And that's the thing—if thing. You, you had nothing else, because like we all have alternatives. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, that's what I would I really have, if,
3: if it was free, or if I got a trial for it, I would do it maybe once or twice for the novelty. Because I—I I will admit, I saw those videos of people playing. Banjo Kazooie or Halo on their phone. I thought that's freaking awesome. I want to do that. And that's platformer it. I would. I would. I would, I would. I would do it like those two times to play those impossible Xbox games. I mean, the impossible handheld Xbox games. So now, I mean, not the banjo impossible handheld.
0: This
2: this would work better for me if it was a Nintendo thing because playing like Animal Crossing on a phone or playing yes. something like oh, that my God,
0: yes. on a phone.
2: Or an iPad, I guess the, the Switch is already portable, but, like, those kinds of games, like a platformer like Mario or something that's just kind of, like, easy, that on a phone to me is why the phone game would work. Mm-hmm. But, like, trying to play Halo or some shit <laughs> like, like that like, so your... <laughs> well, well, what Trying to the... play, like, Phasmophobia, and I'm, like, talking, like, Jeremiah Wilkins, are you with <laughs> us?
3: Hello. Um, I do want to point out that I do want to clarify that, though, that for those videos that I saw people playing on their phone, they did get the, they did go to controllers, right? Exactly. Like, no, I would absolutely never play these games that are meant for controller on phone with no controller. Absolutely not. No, never in a million years. But if I did have that stuff, then, yeah, no, it's fine. It's just like, it's like Switch and you have the controller still. So, you know, I try it.
0: Okay, I'm going to breeze through some things really quick, uh, and then we'll give you guys time to comment on any of them if you care. Discord has ended their talks with Microsoft um, chat startup to stay independent as it resumes interest in a potential initial public offering. Um, uh, Anything? Anything?
3: Anything? Just happy about it. I'm glad that, that that didn't go through.
0: All right, so uh, Overwatch director Jeff Kaplan is leaving Blizzard after nearly 20 years with the company. Overwatch 2's development will continue with assistant game developer Aaron Keller heading the project. This is from IGN.com.
2: Is he getting $179 million?
0: You know, he would probably get more because... that is a very successful fucking video game, even years down the line, you know? And we 20 got years. People years like fucking Wesley, Wesley spending, you know, how much money on cosmetic <laughs> fucking oh, uh, watch, uh, Overwatch loot boxes for no damn reason because he got it, paid extra money. So, like, I'm sure they're sitting real good over at Activision Blizzard. What were you yeah, saying,
3: no, no, no. I was just saying that, like, and also the, the side, Overwatch decide 20 years of, as being in the company is an impressive resume in itself,
0: too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, cool. the, I just thought, okay, so really quick, what I was going to say is, this was so weird to hear. Because this man has been the, like, inceptual face of Overwatch. Every time mm-hmm. there's, like, an Overwatch thing, you see Jeff Kaplan's face. Um, right. His name yeah, has become synonymous with Overwatch, so it's like... What, like, even, even my friends who don't care about industry stuff know Jeff Kaplan is, like, the Overwatch guy. Like, it's kinda like we were talking about how your parents think you're all, like, everything's Nintendo. Um, people just think everything Overwatch, like, character design, (laughs) development, everything, (laughs) story design, everything Overwatch is Jeff Kaplan. So it's just, to me, it's like when Reggie left Nintendo, like, he's the face of Nintendo, right? Um, um, Sean Layden was the face of PlayStation for so long when these Dude. iconic faces behind these like companies leave it it's so weird to think that someone else is going to sit down and try to have Overwatch conversations and are they going to have the same type of you know fun, witty, ridiculous banter that Jeff Kaplan had. Like he was so relatable. He was such a such an easy face to watch. Like he was not not that he looks good, but that he like that he's funny, you know, he he's relatable. He's someone that uh. you can sit down and, and understand when he's talking about Overwatch and he has this little uh corny dad jokes, um And also, in the middle of development for Overwatch 2, that was also really weird to me. I was like, y'all are literally making this game. I don't know how long you've been taking to make this, but every update has been from Jeff Kaplan's fucking face. So it was just so... That's so weird to me. I can't think of anyone else after years of playing Overwatch while Overwatch 2 is in development. It's so weird to just be like... I've reached the 20-year mark piece, which is like, good He's luck kidding. with finishing that game I started.
1: <laughs> well, it could out. be that he left because the game's near completion now.
0: Or, like, or, I highly doubt do.
1: that. My work here is done. It's I mean, yeah. Sure, you know.
0: Out. The, yeah, like, never or coming the game's out. never coming out. <laughs> that yeah, remember that like, game, yeah. Overwatch
1: 2, y'all yeah. got left with him
0: yeah oh. literally that's how i feel like i feel like if i'm making a video game and i retire turn everything off no one else is finishing it if y'all don't get it oh well it's oh never coming honestly out never <laughs> t- honestly I mean, don't, yeah, you don't so. work for nintendo that- <laughs> i'm working on metroid <laughs> prime 4 up uh, it's my 20 year oh. i'm quitting it never <laughs> <really> <laughs> that's, too,
3: that's too realistic that's I'm too realistic that <laughs> probably actually happens somewhere oh but anytime anytime like uh like the face of like any kind of company leaves and somebody else comes in on Twitter and where have you. Like, I always see a slew of people posting the the image of Harry Potter standing up at Deathly House saying, how dare you stand where he once stood. Seriously. <laughs> every that's, time. That's every fair. time someone new gets hired when someone big leaves, that meme always pops up. i just like, okay, cool, ha I've seen it.
0: Like, who is Aaron Keller? Your name isn't even cool, Aaron Keller. Aaron Jeff Keller Kaplan's like, cool. So I, I, I do want to say that when joking, that when Doug,
3: when Doug when Doug Bowser got hired to be the new okay, president of, of America because his name is Bowser, it was okay. Yes, people people forget people made Bowser memes instead. Because it wrote the thing itself. is, though, he
1: he went into that like he went into that like gracefully, like he used oh, the yeah. fact that
3: his last name was Bowser
1: oh, to make like, pride in that. If yeah. I remember, there's a video where it's like he comes out as Bowser, and it's like, yeah, I'm taking over Nintendo. So, yeah, he had Mario and Luigi tied up in his. In yeah. his ent-
3: when he first joined, like,
1: when he well, you gotta be he that cool to take and, over. Yeah, yeah like, I he gotta have Aaron a cool guy. guy. Sounds like Helen Keller's like long lost. Oh my character.
3: god. <laughs>
0: So, uh, next, Square Enix is apparently to make announcements at E3 2021. Woo! After, you know, not saying that they were gonna be a part of E3, apparently. We literally
3: announced. talked about their absence last time we had this conversation, and now they're there. So, cool! I'm I don't know,
0: you know, I didn't read this. I, I wonder if it's, I don't... I don't know if they're actually there, or if they're just making announcements, right? Like, I don't know if they have an announcement to make during, yeah, you guess. know, a PlayStation or Nintendo presentation. Yeah, yeah. Or it's could be
1: filling be, up a I, slot. I, that's fine.
0: I'll take it, though. Mm-hmm. I'll take it.
1: could be filling up a slot. Mm-hmm. They have, I don't know. Remember, they had slots available.
0: Yeah, but that that would mean that they would have to literally, you know, buy a slot Uh-oh. to be at E3, and this didn't say that. I mean, just said that they with had everything
1: that... to make. Everything that went on in 2020, they got the money for to, to buy a slot.
0: I mean, you, first of all, Capcom, like I said before, Capcom and Square Enix have all the money in the world. Like that, as far as development goes, Outriders has been a huge success. You know, Near uh, Replicant has so far been a huge success for a game that's already been out. Yet they're doing random ass remasters of things like Saga Frontier. Their mobile front is making billions of dollars a month because, like, people like me, not like me, because I don't spend money, but like people spend money on their mobile shit. You know, Final Fantasy Seven Integrate is coming out. Uh, Final Fantasy is on the horizon. Uh, Tomb Raider's got an anniversary. Like that, I think we. We talked about people possibly... Did we talk about people possibly buying Square Enix? Uh... That was a rumor, it, but it was
3: disproven. Uh, no, but did yeah. we
0: talk about it on a podcast? No, so, it was.
1: It happened after last week's podcast. Oh, it's probably on my yeah. list.
0: Like, who the fuck... Like, if I was Square Enix, I would never let anyone buy me, bitch. I run fucking... I'd buy somebody! Yeah, exactly! I like, I would from- buy
1: you before yeah. I would let uh, you buy me. You I have the shit. most successful, like, series in both the Western and the Eastern hemisphere of the world, you think I'm going to buy, I'm going to let myself <laughs> exactly. buy? Absolutely not.
0: Exactly. And and, and also, you know, people are, have already talked about how Square could make their own like smash with the iconic oh, characters yeah. under their belt. Like, oh, yeah. why would I ever, like yeah. ever in my life, they, their sure. announcement, that was just like, you know, no one has approached us and we're not have selling. Many like, of course, of course not. That makes no sense. Drell, um, drought if they if, if they were
3: to ever make like a square enix smash like you know of, of course the majority will be like final fantasy dragon quest characters they are probably so outriders and life is strange but i would love it if as just like a random out there pick that they also throw in the
0: main character from the bouncer oh my god i love the bouncer <laughs> i love the bouncer yeah. you know what i would like isn't that game is that that super mario rpg is that square enix
3: Yeah, it was a joint between Nintendo and Square. That'd be be pretty funny. Oh, shoot. Yeah, they could throw in Geno. (laughs) Geno! Fuck
4: you guys. Yeah, fuck
0: fuck you, Geno's here. I
1: I think that would kill the entire Smash community. You would see see a record number of just fans transitioning from one fighting game to another simply because of Geno. Not
0: only that, but people that have been asking for Sora in Smash. There Fuck you that go, man. because that's Square Enix, there. So you would have Gino yeah. and Sora. Sora and could totally so make it hilarious. The and then you'd yeah, also have funny. the rest of the, like, yeah, no. Anyway, yeah. So I'd main yeah, hero it's, again. It's,
1: though.
3: There's, there's too many. There's, there, they, 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 could go and with that.
0: I, I'm just like Gino next to Tomb Raider, next to fucking Cloud. Uh, yeah, that's literally that's it's literally <laughs> Gino <just> fighting Laura <laughs> Croft. They just Raiders have a gunfight. Laura Croft's using um, these realistic
3: guns, <laughs> and he and Gino's using his finger, lace t like. Um,
0: continue. <laughs> <laughs> so, Microsoft is reportedly working on a big new Windows store that will be open to all apps and games. Uh this means devs can submit any uh Times eighty six apps so Chrome and Adobe apps could appear. Games could even be listed with mods. Lots of possibilities. Any thoughts on that?
1: It's gonna be fun, but also gonna have already have competition.
0: I mean at yeah. Steam. Yeah. So, i mean also and also
1: i kind of i kind of hope it like this is a little like off the side but i kind of hope it fixes their app store because i don't know if you guys have been like on the windows app store it kind of sucks like
3: it's garbage it does does.
0: i think it's so weird you know i I thought it was so weird when i read that i was like why why like what's i mean yeah that's really cool but why
1: I mean, they now have games that you can. They are they have a little bit. They already have games that you can just throw on there with the mod feature. They bought Bethesda. That's literally what Bethesda is. It's here's your vanilla game, and then just wait a day or two for mods to start popping up.
0: So then, why right. do you need your own store?
1: Money, man. They got to remake all that money they just fucking spent. <laughs>
0: money okay um so the women of Hearthstone community uh have spoken out about their experiences with sexism abuse and harassment um did anyone see that before i go into um a little bit about what it says
3: Mm, i mean i saw it on the the news
0: okay so uh, i think we talked about it or i wrote about it or something god i don't remember but um oh no oh no Uh, The 2019 Hearthstone World Champion was a woman. Arguably the most successful competitive Battlegrounds player in the world is a woman. Uh, Numerous other women currently stand among the most viewed streams in the games category on Twitch, uh, have had competitive success, finished each latter season in the top 1%, and have built brands with little to no help from anyone else. Yes, the road to success has been filled with potholes, spike strips, and dead ends. Over the weekend, numerous current and former players began speaking out about the sexism, harassment, and roadblocks they've encountered in the years, Within the Hearthstone community, former former professional players, current grandmasters, popular streamers, Blizzard Entertainment game developer, and the online community were all mentioned as creating an environment where women don't feel safe, equal, or valued. Uh, what sparked the discussion, or was perhaps the tipping point, was an upcoming event held by the game's developer, Blizzard Entertainment, that featured 20 of the most popular players from around the world. Only two of them are women. Uh, Shortly after Hearthstone's official Twitter account tweeted out the event, the floodgates opened and women began speaking out. Um, Here's one tweet from Liquid Slissa that says, "Uh, I hate that I have to point this out, but two out of 20 women is awful. I I get that events like these are supposed to market the game, but the invitees get exponential growth and the ladies will continue to fall behind growing their communities. Um, And then she posted a thing that says, look how much I grew from my BG invite. There's another the woman, uh, Jen G. Patra. She says, since everyone's talking about it, I decided to gather the main Hearthstone events of 2021 and 2020 and showcase the girl ratio and how it's not very rotational. I know for the men, it's not very rotational either, but since there's usually two slots for girls in the main event, it's cutthroat. Um, and then she posted like what that means and how competitive it is. And uh, it's really crazy to know that women are dominating literally this event and then not getting invited to the events that they're dominating uh mm. i know this is something that we talk about all the time but i wanted to bring it up because it apparently it's still a fucking issue come on blizzard this is why jeff kaplan jeff kaplan left actually he knew he was like this is unacceptable He saw and what i see what's <laughs> happening you guys fucked up with the china shit you're fucking up with your inclusion and he's like i'm fucking out uh that's all totally a lie i just made that up um but How are we feeling about this? Anything that they can do? What should Blizzard have done? What can they do going forward to change this?
1: Include more women? I mean.
0: How? How? What would that look like?
1: Change the slots around. From the way I understood it, it's it's Blizzard sending the invites, right? Correct. It's just invite more women. (laughs) <laughs> you have so many, like, and like this, 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 isn't, this isn't. But this, this isn't even one of those like it's a gray area. It's it's it, from what I've understood is it's statistically statistically shown that women are the more dominant people in this game right now. So there, it's not even a thing of like we don't have enough women to invite. It's you just don't. want are just not internally. doing it. So the, yeah. Why do you think
0: it's not happening? As, I, I think that's a better
1: do you think it's, it's a whole women don't belong in game things, probably. Do you think that's why? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. At, th- at this point, there's only so many excuses you can make for these companies. So many, like, deep delves into their minds that you can do. It's, it's just a thing of women don't belong in video games, and we want to keep our fan base happy by not showcasing all these women kicking everyone's ass I'm, because they yeah. have frail egos.
0: I mean, the last time that happened in Call of Duty, I mean, we saw... Someone
1: died, before, yeah. It yeah.
2: yeah. Um, The thing is that they've done, like, studies, and this is, like, not really related to this game or gaming in general, but they've done studies that, like, if there is a movie or, like, a TV show and a woman is talking 30% of the time, people consider that a woman-dominated conversation.
4: It's 30 numbers work. (laughs)
2: Uh, Yeah. But people, that's their perception of it. They think that like, if you see the population is half women, but if you saw half women at a, like at a hearthstone competition, you'd be like, that's way too many women to be there. And that's the people's perceptions. And even 30% would be like, wow. Even like in a crowd of people, if like, even like 30% as women, it's like, Oh, well, that's like too many women. That's like more women than men, even though it's not, it's clearly not. Yep. But that's just like a perception thing because even though we're half of the population, people are still like, you know, that's too many. It's like having a token character. Like even in the normal population, there would be a, a more of a mix. People are like, that's too many, you know, like even with just one. Um, so I feel like they have slots that, which first of all, shouldn't it be to invite like the best players, That's what I not thought. like just yeah. to invite, Oh, we have two slots for women. Get, get in there. Like, Oh, wait, you're separating out slots. Do you have slots for how many of this, you know, person or how many like, you know, neck beards? I don't know. How <laughs> many virgins can come to this competition this year? Do you have slots for that? No. Okay. I don't know why they're not just inviting the top players. Yeah, it seems
0: like what they're doing is kind of like that Twitch algorithm where it's like we're gonna uh, we're gonna put the people that are going to make the most impact. uh, I say that lightly, like the most money, bring the most viewers. (laughs) The the people who are gonna bring the most viewers to the competition are the most popular. Just because you're the most popular doesn't necessarily mean that you are the best, right? um Mm -hmm. and that's totally unfair because it's like one of the tweets said you know i could be the best at this but they're not inviting me and so i could gain by being the best from being here but instead the same people who are already at the top of the ladder are the ones that are getting invited and then it becomes totally unfair for the women because now we're fighting for these tiny slots when there should be enough slots for all of all of the women to be there it's
2: It's like that with a lot of things. Like, the more followers you have, the more engagement you get, the more opportunities opportunities you get. And to be honest, if you look at Twitch, people are always complaining, oh, tits are stealing my views. But if you look at the top 10 streamers, there's not a single woman in there. And if you look at the disparity between, like, the lowest man on the top 10 and the top 10 women, it's crazy. I mean, it's hundreds of thousands of viewers, like... To say that women are somehow taking over this space or something, they're already so far behind. It would practically be impossible. They would literally have to, like, I don't know, every person, every man on the top 10 Twitch list would have to die. Not saying that, you know, that is not a statement. That's. Whatever.
3: He's not not calling for their assassination, is what.
2: Yeah. I mean, unless. I mean. (laughs) But seriously, like, well, ten more men would just take their place instantaneously. Yeah, pretty much. Those people, if if those people failed to like be on Twitch anymore, they wouldn't go to women. They wouldn't even go to women as a second option. They would. They would just go to more men. (laughs) Like whatever.
0: I I decided all guys that like to watch guys are gay. Oh.
2: I, lo- I watch a lot of girls. What does that mean? My I mean... <laughs> friend
1: said that
4: once. <laughs> oh, My
2: friend God. said that
1: once. we <laughs> were sitting there. I can't... Someone... was was during practice or something, and we were waiting for practice to start, and someone was watching... I, I, I don't know if they're... This is when Ninja was really popular. I think they were watching Ninja. And someone was like, yes. Oh, so you like him? He goes, Yeah, he's pretty cool. He's not. You like him? And he's like... <laughs> Confused, he goes. I mean, you're watching a dude stream video games. You must like him. And he goes.
0: For hours on end. Where do you get? A... He's
1: like, he's like, where do you like, get that that's from? Some middle school shit. <laughs> it
4: middle school, was so like, It
1: was. It was so funny though because like, I don't know. Like the guy was so caught off guard. He's like, where, where do you even draw that conclusion from? Like, because the dude, we knew the dude was straight. Like, we 100% knew the dude was straight. So like, he's staring. at him like, why would you even say that? It was pretty. It was funny. I just had to bring that up because you said it.
0: If some dude is like, all the girls are stealing my friend's dude's views. I only want to watch my friend's dudes. I don't want to see girls. I'm like,
4: you sure
0: about
1: that? It's the homies, man.
0: You don't even know the homies is not gay. The best part is you don't even know them. Like, if it was your homies, fine. You don't know these people, and you're complaining about homies. And the the worst part is that the women, the guys that are complaining, aren't even like. No one's watching you anyway, bro. So calm down. Um, obviously, I was joking. That was all a joke. Don't take it seriously. Don't come for me. I was, I was totally joking. Yeah, I mean,
2: to be honest, if it, if you even have one viewer on Twitch, you're already in like the top percentile. I'd have to look it up because there's so many people <laughs> on at one time. zero
4: people, mm-hmm.
2: a lot.
1: Shout out to you guys, cause
2: yeah, why? I see fuck? that zero
1: after five minutes, I'm turning that shit off, and I'm gonna, Seriously. I'm gonna angrily play another game.
2: Yeah, if I see zero and I, it's been more than like a few minutes, I'm like, all right, I guess I'm never fucking streaming again, like, <laughs> no. my um, life. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, anyways, back to Hearthstone. Seriously though, like, then they should just, you know what? They should do have a women tournament and have the prize pool be the fucking same. As the men' tournament, because I, if yeah. I, I mean that. that's all I can think, you know. And honestly, then more women will get included, but it won't be as big. That's the thing. If you look honestly, there was a thing the other day. Was it the Was it the NBA versus the WNBA? Like Yo, what the players get, it's
0: like. Those numbers are ridiculous. I don't understand how people are letting that happen. Like the amount of wins ver- the from the WNBA versus the NBA, like these women are putting in so much work. They're they're literally doing better and it's also, you know, in in soccer teams. I think it's the the, the women's soccer team in the US. It's like Soccer winning. teams
1: it's, it's soccer teams it's worse because the women's uh, World Cup soccer team Have, has been winning championships. Won, yes. and the dudes we haven't on won shit. one since
0: and, I think the like, '60s. They're they're not even making half of what these guys are. I'm like, how do y'all let this? Ha- like, they're well, bringing it, in more viewers as well. These women, um, on these sports teams are, uh, specifically in soccer, are literally bringing in more revenue and more viewers than the guys, and they're not making half of what they're making. I'm just like, how is this? How is this a thing? How is this a thing?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that the Hearthstone, if we really did separate it out to a man and a woman, I really like. Wonder which one would bring in more money because obviously the prize pool is related to how much you're bringing in. I do wonder, you know, I wonder if splitting it out would mean that the prize pool is way smaller for the women. Like, I just don't know what kind of support they would get. Yeah. Um, but something else funny just before we move on is that I've been seeing this thing on Twitter. Have you seen it? It's like, where men are accusing pretty women that like World of Warcraft of being blizzard devs in disguise.
3: Blizzard devs in disguise. Yes.
2: There was this guy, and he was accusing this World of Warcraft, I think she's a streamer, and um, he was like, yeah, you're just a blizzard dev, because nothing sells World of Warcraft like pretty girl. <laughs> it was so funny. And then people, the memes have been going crazy too. And it was like, I am a male, female cute girl blizzard dev (laughs) or something like it was so funny no it wasn't male female it was i am single or taken and then they had the box checked for you know like blizzard Blizzard dev in disguise as a cute girl selling world of warcraft to people like like you can't even like something as a woman on the internet that's remotely nerdy or else it's like well you're probably just a spy. <laughs> you're you're
0: clearly
3: a spy. You're trying right to get right? some attention Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well. Uh,
3: no, you can't with right. my fellow for no girls
0: allowed. Yeah, literally, yeah. that's what it, is. That's what it um, is. So speaking of other ridiculous things, I did touch on it a little bit, but did anybody want to talk about the, obviously we know that it was not true and it's not happening, but uh, the acquisition of Square Enix. I oh, just said it was ridiculous. <laughs> I can't believe somebody uh, Just believe it. Ridiculous. It. Really. I, can't, I can't believe that. That was probably the funniest thing like, I saw
1: on Twitter. I believed it for like five seconds, though, because with everything, like, with all the companies that have been being absorbed or acquired, it, it's not a far... I mean, it obviously is a far-off possibility, but, like, it's not something that should come as a shocker. I mean, Bethesda... I, you can ask any Bethesda fan before, obviously, this year, do you think they'd ever sell to anybody? Most of our answers are going to be no, because it's like... No, you're Bethesda, you're this giant,
0: yeah, but that's a maker not of giant world. That is not me being like rude to no, Bethesda. but no, but
1: no, but oh, yeah, and I, I get it 100, but like Bethesda, it Bethesda's big in its own yeah, right, yeah, yeah. so but like I, I,
3: a company to my in my I mean,
1: eyes, like in,
3: in my eyes, Go ahead, I'm done. For any any company to reasonably believe, like if they're one of the big well-known companies, for me to have any reasonable belief that they would be easily bought off, they have to be, like, really doing bad for years consecutive. And the only reason I say that is because that happened to Sega. Well, Sega hasn't been bought by anyone, let's be clear. But, of course, they used to be one of the big console manufacturers back in the day. But they had just failure after failure with consoles and games that eventually they had to go third-party, and now they're doing fine as third-party. But, you know, that's... that's. But if you had told me that back, like we could have easily lived in an alternate age where Sega was doing really bad, and somebody could have just bought them out all, all the way, and they probably would have, because they at one point I think they cleared bankruptcy. I'd have to check my sources on that one, but I think they were really close to just being gone, gone, not just third party, just being so. You know, I'm surprised Nintendo didn't buy Sega. Out. Nintendo didn't buy Nintendo didn't buy Rare, so they like. Uh, if, if, yeah, if, fair point. Even to even today Nintendo rarely buys anyone. they most recent uh, they
1: didn't buy rare. They rarely buy anyone. Uh, <laughs> oh
3: my god. god. Anyway. <laughs> yeah 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 wow. yeah they don't but they hardly but they hardly. I think the most recent one was um and what was the name of the studio? It's the fuck it's the one that makes like the Punch-Out Luigi man. Next Level Games. Next Level Games. They bought them. And that's that them buy that, that was a big surprise not because oh, because obviously it makes sense. Next Level Games made some great games for Nintendo. But it's just a Nintendo bought anybody was, like, the reason why it was news.
0: So I believed it. And I uh, regret believing it. <laughs> but I did when I saw it. I was like, and it's probably because I saw it all over Twitter as well. And I thought, well, they are spending, like, billions of dollars on acquisitions right now. Like, like Gabe said, you know, Bethesda was one of them. And I was like, damn, like, if... if, if, if if there was a company to buy, I'm buying the one that gives Jap- all the Japanese kids the day off when they release a Dragon Quest game. That's what I'm doing, because that is just a, a moneymaker in itself. I'm buying the one that has that's a console seller, right? Like right. that Final Fantasy is a console seller. No one can tell me otherwise. That's the that's the company I'm going after. I don't care how much you charge me. I will even if it's for a percentage of this fucking company to only keep your games exclusive, I'm doing that shit. Um and Fantasy sixteen release day is going to go 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 crazy. It's yes, I'm looking forward to it. And since we're talking, I I did bring this up because I want to talk about money real quick. Um, So uh, Daniel Amada on Twitter, he posted uh, the 2020 revenue revenue year uh, calendar year revenue calendar year for 2020 of the top public video game companies, and they are here the top five as follows: Tencent, which is at 29.3 billion (laughs) dollars. So uh, followed by Sony which is at 22.67 that's like se- that's a 7 billion dollar difference that's a lot of fucking money yeah. um, and then after Sony is Nintendo at uh, almost 16 billion and then Microsoft is down at 13 almost 14 billion and then net ease is at 8.37 billion now none of these are bad numbers first of all <laughs> like none of these are bad no, numbers I- but I thought that this was so interesting because uh, so uh, this includes game related revenue only. Uh, Tencent includes game related games revenue from its social networks businesses as well. Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft include game hardware related revenue, um, and all figures except Microsoft are converted to U.S. dollars from yen, um, and the exchange rates were provided by each company. Mm. Just for some some information on that obviously sony's up there because the other thing that ties into this is that the ps5 is now officially let me read this properly um the ps5 is officially the fastest selling console in us history and Fast- like people the fastest us fastest selling console in us history And people still can't get one, Um, so obviously Sony's (laughs) up there for hardware hardware sales, um, and uh, obviously Nintendo's up there because they're also selling hardware and software like continually. Microsoft, I didn't realize that. I'm happy they're up there, but that number um, I I was actually intrigued that um, they were at 13 billion compared to Sony's 22. but you know they're not in the process of selling hardware, right? They're they're passing Game Pass, they're getting people for consistent lifetime um, lifetime uh, 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 partnerships with Microsoft, so that makes sense. Uh, Ten Cent just like owns everything, so right. that also obviously uh, makes sense. Does any of this surprise you guys? Or even, or even the PlayStation Five being the fastest selling US console in history, in USA.
3: My knee-jerk reaction was I was surprised that Tencent was so high until I remembered that, they, like you said, they fucking know everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, it makes sense after after I thought about it for like more than two seconds. I honestly um, didn't think Sony was that high. I don't know why I didn't, I didn't yeah, think yeah, they that. that. So, like, so I know Sony was high. Obviously, they could they. Their hubris lately has shown that they're high up there, but being second place in that listing, yeah, I see why they're bragging. Yeah, they're they're they have a comfy spot there. Nintendo would probably be in the twenties if the Wii U didn't exist. Let's just be real. The Switches has gotten them back a lot of revenue and and exceeded it in a lot of ways, but they took a hit those those four years that system was out. But they're still doing good. Nintendo has never, has, despite a lot of people saying the contrary, has never been in the red since like the NES era. They've like, even when they're, they're not as well selling consoles, they still have always done what people are always saying. Oh, they should just buy Nintendo and make them a third party. It's like, no, the money. They could, they could, they could be making Wii U numbers for like six years consecutive and still not be in the red to be bought out. Like they're, they're sitting fine. So yeah, I guess I'll uh, let say, yeah, the numbers were not that surprised. Well, it was a little bit of both. It was a little bit of both, I'd say.
0: Kelly or Gabe, did you, were you surprised by any of them? Or? Uh,
2: not really. I guess I was surprised by Tencent. I thought Sony would be at the top. Really? Uh, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Just because, okay, they have the highest selling console and they, like, had a huge launch and everything I mean I figured that they would be up there but then I did look up 10 cents games and I'm like oh yeah. Right. I, <laughs>
1: I literally just did the same thing and I was I'm like, like oh okay
2: they literally have
0: their hands in almost everything that's why yeah, they have, like,
1: they're like the top four games they have Warzone League of Legends just finished looking at the list
0: <laughs> and they have Call of Duty Mobile they, they, I think they have like 40% yeah. of Epic games yeah they have 40% like, of Epic yeah, yeah.
2: Everybody. So that makes. Uh, um, I'm surprised
0: Nintendo. I'm sorry. Kevin. Yeah,
2: because Nintendo didn't have a uh, like a console or anything.
0: Uh, also, did not know that they had five percent of Ubisoft and Activision Blizzard. Which I I did know they had a portion of Activision Blizzard, but I did know they had a portion of Ubisoft as well. I'm just like, okay, well, that's why, like, obviously, like. <laughs> Uh, okay, anyone who has a portion of Activision Blizzard and Call of Duty and, like, yearly releases and, um, you know, money from War- World of Warcraft and you know, any any company that has a portion of that is not going to be... Uh, is obviously going to be sitting pretty, you know? Yep, and they are. Uh, I just... Damn, that the difference between Sony and Microsoft is almost $10 billion. And the difference yeah. between Sony and Nintendo is almost $7 billion. Like that is a die if i were jim ryan i would also be like we don't need indies (laughs) i think we're pretty good (laughs) we're gonna go buy fucking squareness now and like just continue to fucking throw money in my face like what uh so i'm going to wrap up very soon there's only three more things i want to talk about and then we'll just leave the rest for another time um One of them is, there's a new video game, Our America, that puts the viewer in the driver's seat as a black father taking his son to school. Along the way, they are pulled over by the police, leading to life and death choices. Mm. Would any of you play this game? If so, why or why not?
3: I'd watch streams of this game. I would not feel comfortable playing this game.
0: I don't think i would watched
3: like a minute
1: and 30 seconds of it, and I'm not playing that game. There the, is only th- thing mm-hmm. the only thing I want to see is a white suburban kid play that game that is just to see what choices they make.
0: That is the last thing I want
1: to see. I mean, should have worded that better. white suburban kid who's not racist.
0: That is also the last thing I want
1: to see. God, I just want to see what choices they make. I want to see how mad they get that their choice was wrong, no matter what.
2: So, so that, Like, I just don't know how the game works. Like, I don't
0: for context. This game was made by a black person. Okay. First of all, it's a good thing. Um, and so, you know, there, so there's a, there's a little clip, here. huh?
2: I said, support the devs. I guess. I don't know. <laughs>
0: So there's a clip here, uh, and, and there's a little gameplay clip, and it's, a, it's this black guy, um, the father and the son, there's the the cops behind him, and then the son asks, you know, what do we do, and you have the four options are, um, uh, are we okay, like, what do we do, and one of them is, let's just get this over with, the other one is everything's gonna be fine, um, one of them is... Uh, uh i'm not sure and the other one is as long as we do which i guess is comply um and so like you you would go through the game making these types of decisions and see what happens um i think the intention behind this is probably a learning experience and i guess it could be good
3: yeah that's that was my takeaway from like when i heard when i when you when you told me that premise of it i was like yeah this is just to raise awareness and and teach that's what I feel this game is. Is this supposed to be a long game? This feels like it's not long. No, I'm pretty sure. It's yeah, that. yeah. This this feels like uh like it feels like a five minute game that has many
0: different outcomes to me. Yeah. Looks like it too. I thought this was a horrible idea. <laughs> like, I thought, if- if I, I think this is a horrible idea. I think the last thing I want to do is play an experience that I've lived in real life. Like, no thanks. I don't want to watch other people go through it either. I don't want to watch white people experiment with going through it, because I don't think that it can- I think it can be used as a learning experience- but I think what would happen is that a bunch of white people would go on Twitch and be like, "Oh, let me play through this game and see how I would deal with this." And then, you know, that just brings up conversations oh, of I thought, hey, you should have I complied. Were- or <laughs> I, huh? thought
3: gonna go I thought you were going to go a different way with that. What? I thought I thought you were saying you were going to say like some racist white guys play the game and just oh, do 100%, the. Oh, one hundred percent.
0: I think that would happen too. Like I one hundred percent think that is exactly what would happen. I think um, some racist prick would 100% go on Twitter stream this game and try to pick the worst options to st- literally kill this black guy on camera because like you know that's that's all all I could think of was like wow this is not helpful in any manner <laughs> whatsoever I think <laughs> there were, the intention behind it was helpful but um, that's why I said when Gabe said that I was like no that's the last thing I want to see is some some white kid trying to make decisions about this black guy's life in something that is very timely um, in current events, right? Like, this is something that's happening right now, so I don't want someone to make a game out of something that I think is very serious, even though I don't think it was made for the wrong reasons. I think it was just a really bad idea, but that's just me. I'm sure that some people might think this is, you know, an educational opportunity to get people to live through your experiences in a way that they might not be able to and try to learn from it. I just... I am very cynical. I guess it's because I just see a lot of racists on Twitch and shit. So I'm very cynical about, you know, that experience being a video game. (laughs) But something positive that happened was that, um, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Spider-Man Miles Morales is the, oh my gosh, I just had it. Uh, oh, there it is. There it is. Uh, Spider-Man: Miles Morales has already outsold both The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima lifetime in the U.S. Despite launching months later, mm. um, like, and That's- the reason I bring this up is because I think. Not only is it Spider-Man, but I personally know that a lot of people bought this because they like the Miles Morales character. And I think it was a big part of that game was representation. Um, yeah, I know a lot of Black people that bought this. I know a lot of Hispanic people that bought this. I know a lot of people that were like, it's really cool to see a studio try so hard to incorporate um proper representation and the audience is obviously there it's like when you know a bunch of people turned out for black panther people that had never watched marvel movies before went to see what was a cultural phenomenon for black people like that's what miles morales is i think and it it is no surprise to me that it's outsold (laughs) last of us 2 no offense to last of us 2 but like i I'm, i'm very i'm very sentimental and very proud of the fact that this game has outsold um last of us two uh uh after releasing months later and obviously it has a spider-man name and obviously it had to do with you know some of the success of into the spider-verse and the marvel universe uh i'm sure and uh, that game's also i mean that movie is also amazing for you know cultural representation so what do do let's go fucking spider-man let's go miles morales um uh, did anybody want to comment on that before i bring up the last thing
3: No, I think it's awesome. Just that's it. Like,
1: actually, I think a lot of the fan, well, a lot of the fans came over because the way they set up Miles Morales in the original Spider-Man game, the first PS4 Spider-Man was like, you're playing the game and you're like, okay, I know Miles Morales. Like, I know that's a Spider-Man. How is he gonna? Because as soon as he showed up, I mean, I guess spoiler alert. Sorry to everyone who hasn't played the original Spider-Man game. Like, as soon as he shows up in the game, he's not like passing side character. He becomes a part of the story, and you're like, well, I want this guy to have his own game. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, they they brought his game out, and everyone was like, well, we have to see, you know, how he came into the spider suit, because the ending kind of, like, gives you, it's like, I really don't want to say it, because spoilers, <laughs> it, but, like, it? But, but like, but like, like, the ending happens, and you're like, you can't give us, if, if the next Spider-Man game isn't Miles Morales, then like, what is it going to be? Because like you finish the game and you want to be Miles Morales. Yes. Because he already starts displaying his own type of, I guess, Spider-Man powers that are, um, they, like, he has some similar ones to Peter Parker, but then he also starts displaying his own, like, mm-hmm. different style to being Spider-Man. And then he's also, like, a really smart kid. And, like, you just want to see how he uses the gadgets he already makes without being a superhero into, you know, being a superhero.
3: Yeah and 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 to be fair like obviously Miles Spider-Man Miles Morales itself is like the culmination of what everyone wanted to see Miles Morales be Spider-Man with his unique abilities and but I'll be uh I know this is kind of like a hot take for people that have played with Spider-Man I I wasn't offended by how he was in the first game I think it was a nice or the the first Spider-Man game a nice origin story for Miles and led up really well into what Miles Morales would would be. Like, I know why people have complaints because for Miles is when you play as Miles in the first final game, it's just stealth sequence because he doesn't have his powers yet. And I can see why people would be bummed out by that. I really liked his last stealth sequence though. It was really good. It was really tense. But I like how it led into Miles Morales and now we have it. So and also like what Gabe was saying, um it also doesn't surprise me that much, like for all the reasons that Jarrell said, but also because the last was part two, while you obviously Sold very well and got highly reviewed, and was also very controversial. And Ghost of Tsushima sold extremely well for a new IP, but it's still a new IP.
0: Controversial oh. games sell well all the time.
3: Uh, they do, they do. But sometimes it can it, it can go either way when, when the, the game is controversial enough. Let's be real,
0: uh, especially so. with the, the 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 following that the Last of Us had.
4: yes Yes. what i
0: also will say is this is i think another and this is just speculation on my end but i think this is another reason why playstation can be like yeah we're just gonna stick to our um we're gonna stick to our exclusives because uh, everything in comparison in that was uh you know a playstation exclusive that sold really well Mm -hmm. um and and I don't know the, unfortunately, I don't know the numbers of, you know, PS5 versus PS4 versions of Miles Morales or how many people uh, upgraded, but fastest US selling console in history, throw Spider-Man on there, um, add some diversity, and you got a winning winning solution there. Uh, Set it up from the original game and you got a winning solution. I didn't personally play the original Spider-Man because when it was coming out at the time Marissa and I were talking about um, something that I always talk about which is diversity, of course. And, um... When, when it was announced, I was talking about, because it was right after or around the time of uh, Into the Spider-Verse, and I was like, I don't want to play another Peter Parker. I've done that a million times. I have absolutely no interest in playing another white guy, uh, Spider-Man. Uh, and then I and this was after we heard that Miles Morales was going to be in the game, and then I was like, oh, okay, great. Maybe they're going to do a Miles Morales thing. And then I found out, no, I'm just being another white Peter. And I was like, I have absolutely no interest in that, so I've never played it. Um, and then I found out, obviously, years later that they they were going to do a uh, uh, Miles Morales. And so I, I I may go back and play Spider-Man, but my backlog is ridiculous. Um, last thing I want to talk about, and I know I'm not getting everything. Um, well, one more thing, and then last thing, because it's really late, is that the ex-Nintendo designer Ta- Takaya Imamura says that F-Zero isn't dead. It's just hard to bring back without a grand idea. Um, Brandon, I think you have something to say about that.
3: Oh, I do. Oh, I do. I think this. Yeah, it's nonsense. It's nonsense. It to give like some really quick elaboration, you know, I understand their their the, what what he's saying because a lot of Nintendo games, uh, Nintendo games in general, feel like they do have to introduce new ideas for each new entry. Even the 3D Mario games, they're not the same thing each time. They add something new. Like Odyssey had the capture mechanic. Sunshine had the flood thing. Galaxy had the twirl. It's not always great ideas, but, like, at least they try something new each time. But, like, for F-Zero, like, the the idea that they don't have, like, a fresh new idea is utterly ridiculous. It's just that they haven't run into an idea that they want to do. Because as soon as this went out, floods of tweets were throwing out potential new ideas that go F-Zero. And so many of them were good. But it's not what Nintendo wants to do. So, therefore, they want to do F-Zero. I think it's more an excuse than anything else. Because, like... I just, you know, a lot of people ask for F-Zero, but if a new one came out, would they buy it? And I think that's what Nintendo is worried about, that, you know, if they did make a really good F-Zero game and put it out there and it didn't sell well, then Nintendo would be like, we told you, we told you. So I feel like Nintendo is just scared. I don't, I don't, I really, there's so many different directions you can go F-Zero. It doesn't have to just be another racing game, though that would be really good too because F-Zero is a lot of fun. There's there's ideas they could do, and the fact that they haven't picked one, I just I just don't think they have the confidence in it. And it may be, and if they have to, and if someone has to come out and say that, it may be years before they feel confident enough to do it. So, we'll see.
0: Uh, so, speaking of um, liking games and paying for them, this is the last topic that I wanted to talk about because I mean, how Go could we not talk about this? Uh, mm-hmm. Over at IGN.com, uh, written by Adam Bankhurst. The title of this article is Days Gone director says, if you love a game, buy it at full price. I don't know if you guys saw the discourse around this on Twitter. Oh, yes, I have. Um, And it says, don't complain if a game doesn't get a sequel if it wasn't supported at launch. That's a direct quote. Um, The first sentence of this article says, and I quote, Days Gone creative director and writer John Garvin said that if you love a game and want a sequel, you should buy it at fucking full price. Um He was a guest on God of War, creator David Jaffe's YouTube show, and discussed many topics regarding Days Gone and his time in the video game industry. His appearance also arrives a bit bit over a week after Bloomberg's report of an unsuccessful Days Gone 2 pitch from Ben's studio, which we kind of talked about last week. They wanted Days Gone 2. It was unsuccessful. They're not making another one. Garvin, who is no longer with Sony, Ben, was asked if he had heard if Days Gone being added to PlayStation Plus uh, collection on PS5 caused a meaningful uptick of engagement with the game basically, obviously, people can get the game for free and play it on PS Plus, so of course there's going to be an uptick with the game. Um, And he said, and I quote, I do have an opinion on something that your audience may find of interest, and it might piss some of them off. If you love a game, buy it at fucking full price. I can't tell you how many times I've seen gamers say, yeah, I got that on sale, I got it through PS Plus, whatever. I'm just saying, you don't, but... I'm just saying you don't, but don't complain if a game doesn't get a sequel if it wasn't supported at launch. It's like God of War got whatever number millions of sales at launch and, you know, Days Gone didn't. I'm just speaking for me personally as a developer. I don't work for Sony. I don't know what the numbers are. And it says he continued to explain his reasoning by explaining a piracy situation that occurred during his time working on a PSP siphon filtered dark mirror. Um, and I'm not going to go into that because we're running out of time, uh, but he does go on to say, I think the uptick and engagement with the game is not as important as did you buy the game at full price? Because if you did, then that's supporting the developers directly. Now, a lot of people on Twitter were, uh going with the Kellyanne stuff to say. A lot of people on Twitter were going with the obvious how do you know if you like a game if you haven't played it? How do you know you're going to buy a game? Like, why would you spend you know, 60, 75 bucks full price on a game that you haven't played before? How do you know if you're going to like it? That's why games like The Last of Us 2 do well because everyone knows Naughty Dog. We've already played their games. We are confident in what they can do as opposed to a new IP such as Days Gone. Also, I've seen things of like you shouldn't be upset because now people are actually being able to finally play this game confidently on PS Plus. People are finally seeing the game that you have. Um I just want to get those out of the way before I ask you guys your opinion on this. Um But another thing that I am going to say about this before I also get to your opinions on this is that uh John Garvin saw this uh piece from IGN and he put out his own tweets about it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read those to you and then we'll talk about this really quick and then we're going to end the podcast. Uh Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? He said... <clears throat> Is a quote from his Twitter. He said, "'This is what I said. "'If a game doesn't make money, "'it's probably not going to get a sequel. "'That's a financial, marketing, and business fact. "'I can't believe this is shocking news to some of you. "'Also, I wasn't even talking about Days Gone. "'I haven't been at Ben's studio in two years. "'I told Jaffe I don't know what they're working on. "'I don't know the financials. "'I was talking about my personal experience, "'about how piracy on the PSP hurt me financially.'" What I could have added is that anything that doesn't make money doesn't get supported. Vita anyone? Question mark. Again, I have no knowledge of the financials here. It's just common sense. Have you seen a movie that you loved but didn't pay to see, then wondered why it never got a sequel? Uh, so you do you. If you don't like a game, if it's buggy, if you listen to reviewers' opinions, if you think games cost too much, more power to you. Just don't buy it on a, on sale a year later. Discover you love it, then wonder why a sequel never got made. That's what he said. Now that you guys know what he said versus what the article wrote, last impressions, how do you feel about this?
2: I feel like a lot of articles that we talk about just completely take shit, even direct quotes, and place them into... articles at certain places just to get a point across or like get something for shock value because taking someone's even direct quote and putting it in this context makes makes it seem like oh well fucking days gone might get a sequel which let's be real who's asking for a days gone sequel (laughs) well the studio studio
0: was asking and (laughs) sony was like no
2: (laughs) yeah well i don't know anybody who was asking to be honest. Um, that game was, like, pretty bad. Um, it was kind of buggy when it came out and stuff. Um, it was a great concept, though. I watched the, like, launch trailer for it, or same, no, Madison whenever they first trailer. released, yeah, whenever they first released the gameplay, mm-hmm. I watched that shit, like, five times, and I was like, same, this is amazing. There's like, hundreds, hundreds of zombies. zombies, yeah. Um, but then I tried playing it, and the controls, it was awful. But, like, i play a lot of other zombie games, and they're so good. Like, Um, yeah I mean I don't know like if a game doesn't make money clearly it's not gonna get a sequel but like are we gonna all just like why would a game go on sale then ever just never make a game go on sale if we're not supposed to buy it what's the fucking point no one was playing your game not no one was playing days gone not because it was too pricey they weren't ready to invest and like the engagement is up when the game is free because that's how free shit works? I don't <laughs> like, But, like, okay, now you have people, but since like you it gave now. it for free, that like it and might have bought a sequel. Like, you're getting people that may have never even considered playing your shit to play it. Now, since it is, like, kind of, like, a single player, it doesn't really help. Like, if it was a multiplayer and you got people into it, that might actually be better for the game. Mm-hmm. But just like a single player zombie game, you're not really going to, like, get the engagement that you're looking for. Um When it's free. But I digress. I think the article was written in a way to make him look like a total asshole. I'm not saying that he's not. But, I mean, I do feel like he was being realistic. If games don't make money, they don't get a sequel. That totally makes sense is sound logic (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) you know I I brought it up this way because I completely agree with you because I had only seen the article first and it wasn't just an IGN article I had seen the same thing at like four different websites and it was phrased all the same and I was like wow this guy's an asshole like and then I saw his twitter and I was like he's not wrong (laughs) like if your game doesn't sell uh it won't get a sequel and also um you know but also people weren't wrong as well right like I I, I don't expect people to invest $60 in a brand new IP if they don't find it interesting. And I can't get mad if they don't. But also, like, I don't expect to get a sequel if I, if, like no one buys my game, like, yeah, like what Kelly said, if you like it now, you know, maybe there's more interest in a sequel because you got it essentially for free. Um, So you should be happy about that. But I don't think anything he said was necessarily wrong. But I do think that all those articles made it make him sound like such a fucking dick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, "Eh." but also I thought like, hmm, this this is really interesting, right? Because this is kind of like what Nintendo does. Like, they never put their games on sale Uh, so like this this, it got me thinking like
3: rarely actually
0: if you buy a Nintendo game you're gonna end up buying it at full price almost no matter how long ago that shit was released so it's much easier for Nintendo to justify you know creating other games for their system because they're all their developers are making all this money anyway. And and um I do believe that you that the developers do get a percentage of games based on downloads for uh PS plus. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's the same thing with like Game Pass. Like they do get a percentage of um uh uh uh, uh revenue based on, you know, the amount of downloads or whatever. But yeah, I, I was just like, well, this is why Nintendo don't put their games on sale. And, you know, I, I don't like that because I think it is okay for people to decide what their wallets, because that's basically what we have. And it's not fair to get upset with us for doing that. Like, If you know. if
2: devs were going to wait for me to buy a game full price. <laughs> they
0: would never get paid. But don't
2: hold your breath because you're going to exactly. die. Like, I'm exactly. never going to do it.
0: Exactly. Gabe?
1: Oh, uh, I was, I was gonna say really quick. Um, that whole thing about Nintendo and not putting their games on sale. Like, yeah, what you said, I agree. It makes sense. But also, if your game's over 15 fucking years old, it's okay to put it on sale, on Nintendo. I can't tell you how many games. I didn't know it was GameCube and Wii U games that like, mm. there is, oh, um, how is it? There, there's, there's a collector's edition of first of, uh The Legend of Zelda, uh The Legend of the what's Legend of Link. The Legend of Zelda, you're The
3: Adventures of Link. About, right? Huh? That game view collection you're talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. Um
1: it, it was it was The Legend of Zelda, The Adventures of Link, um Ocarina of Time, and Jorah's Mask, and a preview, a short preview of Wind Waker. Mind you, the two N64 games, actually all four games, weren't remastered or remodeled or anything. It was the exact same game, just emulated for GameCube. That game, that collector's disc, stayed at forty nine ninety nine for like pretty sure almost till the Wii U was dead. There's no reason for that game to be full price that entire time. I was just I and and. and my little thing of hurrah! I finally got it on sale at a GameStop for not forty nine ninety nine, but forty eight ninety nine. It was used. <laughs>
4: That's great. So, That's
1: great. so while yeah, Nintendo, you got the right idea of making sure everyone supports your game on a release. You don't need to keep it at full price for all those years.
0: You like, know what bro. confuses me the most for that is like, why the fuck are these like ten year po- old Pokemon games still fifty bucks? Like. Who is even playing these shits on their DS? That, like, what, like, why is it that it's not, like, 20 bucks at this point? I don't understand. But also, you know what? to get back to Days Gone uh, for a second, don't release buggy games, people, and then get mad when people don't buy them. And don't get mad when people trust reviewers and reviews and don't buy a game that people have said is buggy. That's the only no, that's thing f- I would say that I disagree with. Him. Go, ahead, Kelly, you can
2: go. No, I want to just bring up... It's kind of random, but I remember Days Gone when it first came out because I rented it mm-hmm. from Redbox. And Redbox doesn't do games anymore, rentals. And that's, like, a problem. Like, honestly, they should do demos or rentals <laughs> for, like, a lot of games. Because that really made me buy some games and then not buy some games. Mm-hmm. But I had still, like, with the rentals still supported... Like sometimes I want to support like a little bit. like I'll spend ten dollars like rent a game for a few days. I love that. but it's true. like they yeah. could make revenue off of like a rental., I, yeah. I might not beat the game from like as long as I have it, maybe it'll pique my interest, maybe not, but you still made some of my money when in reality, if I don't want to spend sixty, I just will spend nothing.
0: And that's where, you know, games can benefit from demos. Like, uh, new IPs specifically can benefit from demos. And I think that's why Nintendo also does a really good job, because a lot of times they do have demos for what's coming up next. uh, Or at least Square, specifically on Switch, is always like, try this game out, tell us what you want, tell us how you like it, tell us what we should change, here's a survey, do the survey, come back and buy it in two years when it's available, and everybody's going to be like, hey... I made a difference. I like what I played. I'm going to purchase this. Now, of course, demos yep. can go the um, opposite direction, and they can be really bad and make you not play a game and not buy a game. But you weren't going to do that anyway. I mean, you might have. You might have, you know, purchased it if you really thought it was good, and then you found out it was bad. And then, hope oh, they tricked you. Hey, cyberpunk. Um, but this is why demos are are good. And I heard that that I, I was looking forward to playing Days Gone. And then I heard that it was really buggy, and then I got it for free, and I still did like play it. <laughs> but I plan on playing it eventually. But I am happy that I didn't spend you know fifty, sixty dollars on it because also it's still pandemic twenty twenty. You know, um, it's kind of rough out here to be trying to buy buggy games at this point. Unacceptable. Anything else on Days
1: Gone? Um, not Days Gone, but to go back on, I like that whole Nintendo thing of pricing. Just so people know, I wasn't exaggerating. Super Smash Bros Melee, Melee, which is a 20 years old game, is selling at 30 bucks pre-owned on GameStop. Uh Pokemon Emerald is selling at That's pre-owned Pokemon Emerald cartridge for the Game Boy Advance is selling at $60 right now.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Like, who is no, it? No, that's no, a that's
1: necessary... Not, oh, oh, no, that's oh, necessary. No. Emerald,
3: Emerald's case, that game was never 60 when it came on retail. That's price people hiking up because it's an old game now. It's weird. With GameCube and GameCube... Yeah, but master- black and the, white... The thing is... It, yeah. Um, you know, yeah. like yeah, Those games are right. still $60. Yes. You're, no, no, that was never $60. The S games are over $40. They're still
4: full price. Either
3: way, for a pre-owned video game,
4: I
1: should not be, you know... Out full price game money for, for an old game. Old I don't game. care right. I I about agree. price gouging. That's ridiculous.
0: Yes, I agree. And I also brought the story up because I thought, don't do this, don't, don't clickbait people by making someone sound like an asshole and having to force them to. Yeah, them
3: I agree. I agree, and that's and, what I was going to say er- earlier. You know, the fact that the article really just. Made him sound like a complete asshole, and then I, then I read, it, I was like, yeah, that's it's a cynical take, but it's also a reasonable and realistic take. So I'm like, it is what it is. It didn't sell for the reasons we've already stated, and therefore it's more likely, more than likely, not getting a sequel. And it is what it is. And like Kelly said, a lot of people aren't really asking for it. This would be a different story if there was a game that was like this really good game, but it just kind of fell in the radar because bad marketing, which I've seen happen many times. And then somebody streams it, or it gets attention somehow. Everyone loves it, and now the sequel won't happen because it's too late.
0: I've That's seen that. Was oh, that? It's just a Breath of the Wild.
1: Oh, first of all, we know that game's coming out. Secondly, I said Among Us.
0: Uh, uh you know, technically, uh, I'm right because they're
1: not doing the sequel to Among Us anymore.
0: And that brings up marketing for different as well. Regions. Um, that that brings up marketing as well because I know that this game I saw maybe twice. Before it came out, and yeah, one of them is day like gone. a PlayStation experience or something, like a, a state of play or something. And I can't even remember what the other one was. And then it was just gone. And then it was just how. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, the 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 community director of uh, no 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 oh, uh, God, she? Uh, of uh, uh, Among Us, I can't remember her title, but she was talking about how you know Among Us has been on TV, and we've got TV engagement. Has that changed, like uh, uh, actual engagement of the game? Absolutely not. Um, has it changed other things about the game? Yeah, sure. So, you know, marketing is also a big part of this, and I don't remember shit, like seeing shit about Days Gone, but I do remember that it was thrown in with t- uh, conversations of The Last of Us, right? So it's like, you have this big Last of Us Zombies, well-known franchise from Naughty Dog, and then you have this brand new IP about hordes of zombies. Um, if you don't market your game properly, it's gonna be hard to sell. If you don't get the sales, you don't get a sequel. If you don't mm-hmm. put a demo, nobody knows the difference between this and what is going to be the Last of Us. Uh, so it was a very unfortunate, you know, situation. It's kind of like Overwatch versus, um, uh, 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 Paladins. No. What was the name? Battleborn. Oh yeah uh it's like one of those was marketed really well one of them took off the other one the fucking servers are shut down <laughs> like I it's bad timing i think it was just bad timing i enjoyed that but, yeah.
2: but also you how are you gonna compete with
0: blizzard? blizzard that's the other thing so like how is how is ben studios gonna compete with naughty dog i don't know they didn't. They failed, they, and now they couldn't get a sequel. And I, I am so that sucks because I, I was enthralled by the hordes of zombies and the gameplay that I did see. It was a cool concept too. Yeah, I was it's, like, I've never played a game like this. Yes, I just want to be chased by millions of zombies and throw fucking flame bombs and shoot them all and run away. That sounds great. It's very Walking Dead. I appreciate, but I
2: feel that. like they kind of showed you like that gameplay. When in reality, that was probably like the only time in the game that that happens. Or something. That happens, <laughs> that's
3: something. They that happens yeah. too. That's, they call that the vertical slice of gameplay.
4: Then I we got know. World
1: War Z, which is a cooperative zombies game. It's literally the same. World War Z is you're basically fighting off hordes with three other people. Isn't
0: that a book? Yes, it was a book. A and a movie too. To college. A book and a
2: movie, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I never watched the movie because I thought the book was trash. <laughs>
2: You didn't like were, the book? Zombies no, no, were weird, no. man. I like the book. I didn't so like the... boring to me. The movie was not as good.
1: The movies but the movie. The zombies were weird.
0: Uh, so yeah, I anything hate... else on this? Oh, sorry. No. Go on. Um, I think I was just going to mention the things that we didn't get to talk about so that everyone can pretend like they know our opinions by now for anyone who consistently watches, which thank you guys. I see I see your views on there. I see we you appreciate you. Yeah. Continuing to watch us every week. Much appreciation. I think I actually got through all the stuff? Um, that sounds like everything. I don't think so. Yeah, we're just going to assume that I got through all the stuff. I know to stop scrolling when I see Bowser's penis. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like up up we've reached the plateau um yeah, that, sure I think, has i think that's everything so with that we are going to oh no i missed one thing mario kart 8 deluxe's continued sales dominance is bad news for mario kart 9 hopes which go is an article from games beat and i think that's a bad take um but yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, oh, oh, no, I also missed another one. Nintendo of, Meri- uh, Nintendo of America and its president, Doug Bowser, have filed a lawsuit against alleged team executor leader, Gary Bowser, for infringing on Nintendo's copyright by creating and selling Nintendo Switch hacking devices. We're not kidding. That's another one that we might have to pick.
2: It's up. another Bowser name?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bowser versus Bowser. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, oh man, that's another one. Uh, you know, hopefully if we have a little extra time <laughs> this week, we'll get into Bowser that.
3: Bowser Bowser.
0: Uh, Find out
3: in the next episode of HP Critical Podcast.
0: And for next week, actually, I don't know how much news we're going to be talking because I haven't told you guys, but next week's going to be a wonderful uh, personal conversation all about your favorite video games, what you're looking forward to uh, for 2020, games you want to talk about. It's going to be all about Kelly, Brandon, and uh, Gabe. Uh, Actually, it might not be next week. I think next week we have a guest. It might be the week after that. Um, but it's coming soon, people. But it's coming soon, and then of course. So I, I need to two- play some games. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm going to ask you, you know, what games you're looking forward to the most in 2020 and beyond? Um, what you wish got remakes? It's you're 2021, Jarrell. Like, oh fuck! <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> it's 2021.
2: We don't get to repeat 2020. I'm sorry, we don't. I wish.
1: Oh, in 2021, we're vaccinated. Damn it!
0: I am. Um, yeah, and I've been dying. Uh, anyway, so, uh, with that, look forward to our next episode, look forward to our next special guest, and, um, I hope you enjoyed another week of the HB Critical Podcast featuring Brandon, Cabe, Kelly, and myself, Kelly, Cabe, Brandon, Kate, whatever, and me. Uh, and with that, good night, everybody.
1: Good night, people. Good night, everybody. Bye.
4: Be critical!